Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everybody, welcome to Core. Yeah, that's right. New music. Bo made new music. Bo, I love the new music. Turn it back up. It's not done Listen yet. to that. Listen to this. You want the whole thing? You want to hear the whole thing? Yeah, we're an anime now. You got to play the whole thing every time. I know you hate it. You got to turn that music down after three seconds. But well, you just you know you don't want to give you don't want your intros to be thirty seconds long. Usually, usually Bo does. Bo when does. When you're an anime, when you're an yeah. anime, you do. <laughs> that's true. What you need to do is you need to put it. Like I say, Scott, Bo, I think you're going to need to do it. You need to put it to like a cool anime style collage. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, we're on bright, colorful backgrounds, but, you know, we're all, you know, colored out and a bunch of cool text floating by. And we, then Scott will play the full we, thing. We have very, video. We, yeah, we have very uh, talented listeners. Somebody out there is really good at anime style art. You guys want to do a quick oh, animated intro? I would intro? love yeah. to see anime me so oh, much. Shit. Yeah. yeah, no. Okay. If the, but you have to make a promise. If that gets made, you're playing the whole thing every intro. Every episode. If somebody every episode. puts in the work, the whole intro every time. <laughs> okay. Can't turn that down, shit down midway through. You got to play the whole thing if every it's, time. I'll tell you what. If somebody does that, and we'll send you the you know raw wave file you can work with, so you get the best yeah. quality one, and you make that intro... I'll do it every week, and I'll yeah, not, and I won't stop in the middle of it. You can post that up on the Patreon too if you want, and let people have it. That's yeah, we fun. can totally do that. All I want—I—I I don't have many requests for an anime intro. All I want is at some point to do the anime glasses push-up. <laughs> the second I got glasses, the only thing I could think was at least if I do the anime glasses push-up, I'll look cool. Yeah, and can I go uh-huh, a lot? Can I do that? Am I allowed? Yeah, that's okay. that, you should put that in for Scott. All right, some. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Just make it part of it. It'll all be fine. Anyway, hey, uh, real quick, something that happened that I just thought you guys would think was funny. 
Um, my sister, Wendy told me that, uh, she said this on our show on TMS this week. She walked in on her boys. She has three boys and a daughter and her boys range from one who's just in high or just in college. Now he's 18 all the way down to, uh, how old is Pete? He's 10 or 11, something like that. And they got a copy of mortal Kombat one, or it was maybe 11. I'm not sure. Wait, what was the last one? Yeah. 11, 11 before one. The last one was one. Well, what was the one before one? Was that 11? Or am I thinking, <clears throat> do I have that wrong? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Okay, let's say it was 11. Because this would have been 12. I think that's right. Anyway, they're playing one of those. And Wendy grew up uh, in a house where we played video games all the time. And in fact, in the early Mortal Kombat days, Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and so on, it was not unusual at a family gather- gathering or get-together for Wendy and I to be in front of a TV on a Genesis or something. Uh, playing MK2 well into the wee hours of the night. She's very good at it. And this is, you need to understand, my sister's like a, you know, professional uh, therapist now, uh, very professional in almost every possible way, but she has a little video gamer in her that she doesn't let come out very often anymore. But back in the day, she would play. Now, when we were playing those back then, of course, MK was extremely controversial for its violence and whatever. She had not seen much of that game since two or three forward. So she didn't really know where it was today. And these kids start pulling off these, these fatalities and, you know, while she's playing. So they beat her with somebody and then Baraka would just do the most unholy violent thing in the world because that's what they do now. Those games. And she was blown away. She's like, what the frick? I can't believe. I mean, imagine not seeing a mortal Kombat fatality for, 30 years and then suddenly they're they are what they are today it's kind of mind-boggling anyway kind of going oh my gosh being a little shocked but also laughing with the kids and they kept playing and then you know it's a video game big big deal her husband walks in sees this (laughs) stuff going going on and mostly for the sake of the 11 year old i think goes nope that's it we're done we're never playing that again (laughs) pack it up no more Mortal Kombat in this house and had a, like a total shutdown on the, uh, on the experience. Oh, snap. So anyway, if you were wondering if Mortal Kombat can still stir some controversy, uh, it can. Just on a very small local level when that <laughs> happens. So that would be a, a nice Murder simulator, Mortal Kombat. That's right. Not since 1994 and Joe Lieberman have we been so afraid of what that game might do to us. Um, and I think I have a theory about all that, but it's a whole different subject for a different show. But I think it isn't that game, you know, back then people freaked out because they're like, well, video games, those are for kids. I can't believe kids are playing this. And that is, isn't the world anymore. Kids play video games, but so do we, and we're old farts and it's everything in between. And, uh, I just think it doesn't have that shock value anymore because even the people making the laws play video games, even if they don't admit it except for the really old ones. And I hope they die soon. All right, moving on. <laughs> it's a terrible thing to say. I shouldn't say anyone should die. Everyone should live forever. All right. Oh, um, let's get I to our, that's a good way to go. Either. <laughs> <laughs> the, One extreme to the this, other. Scott, people should live for exactly as long as they're supposed to. There you go. That's a good way. To, <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. Oh, and then I brought you guys a little something extra for today's big topic. So instead of this, all right, we normally play that. I'm playing a thing that you two should recognize because of recent game experiences. All right, so here you go. (laughs) 
You recognize? Yeah. Yeah. You know what that is? That's right. Isn't that when yeah, someone that's... joined your party in uh, How to Be a Dragon? <laughs> how to Be a Dragon? Yeah, like a dragon. Yeah, like that's a exactly dragon. What happens? That when joins your party, you get hoarding that treasures. Yeah. There it is. I love that sound clip, so it may get used more often. Uh, but let's it's dive right in. Although I will say, there's a new one. Oh, the, what's the, the new game? one in the oh the it's, new in the new game? Yeah, it's got an island vibe to it because they're in Hawaii. I have to find it. I like that kind of stuff. Wait, you get companions already in the in the island part of it? Because you're not there the whole game, right? You're only there for I don't know how long. You're there for most of it. Oh, I didn't know that. It's certainly a long ramp up to get there. Okay. Well, I can't wait to hear about that game. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about people who make games getting laid off. Yes, that's right. We had some pretty gnarly uh, layoffs recently. I thought we were going to kind of end with the Riot ones, even though because 2023 was full of layoffs, too. But the Riot ones were uh, just last week, and they were making all kinds of noise and stink about that. It was some 300 people or something to that effect. And uh, pretty massive for the for what that company is. And you heard a lot of comments from people who either already worked there and had thoughts like Greg Street had some stuff to say. I thought it was pretty interesting to Riot themselves showing that they had a really good um, severance package that they do. And they do. It's pretty good as far as the industry standards go. The, uh, the big complaint I had about the Riot thing is they had a very strict back-to-work pro- uh, uh, thing after COVID. And they were like, no, we're not doing remote. Everybody's in the office. And some of the people that got laid off, like the ones we're going to talk about around Blizzard, had moved to Irvine, California and areas around there. Very expensive place to live. And now don't have that job they moved for. So um, you could say, well, there's other stuff in that area. That's That whole area is littered with game development. But they're also super uh, – those jobs are not – Think of how many people just got laid off all – yeah, you know, it's one thing to be competing against, you know, other people that happen to be looking at that time. It's another thing to be competing when everybody suddenly lost their job and is now looking for new work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these companies didn't fire everybody so that they could hire a bunch of people again. Right. Right. So exactly. It's it's not good. No, it's uh, not good. There's not like an excess of jobs right now. A lot of these people are not going to land on their feet. They're going to have to look and look and look and look. And now we have massive layoffs at Activision Blizzard King. Um, also part of other divisions that Microsoft owns, including Bethesda and a few others. They did not get hit nearly like uh, the ABK stuff. I heard like 1,900 total. Correct. Right? Yeah. And a lot of them didn't. There weren't some of the people that got laid off are just still finding out. Like I've heard from yeah. two or three people I can't name who are like, yeah, I. I either got missed or I got hit, and they're just finding out. Um, According to, uh, was it Greg may have said it, the reason they don't announce this internally first is because, well, there's a a ton of reasons. Um, But he he laid it out pretty well. I'm trying to remember the exact words, but it was basically, if you told everybody you'd have a huge freak out internally, and they they can't have that. Because this yeah, is big business. Everyone would not be productive almost in protest waiting to find out, you know? And That's then yeah. uh, anybody who caught wind or knew they were going out or suspected they were would could potentially cause damage. It's yeah. a liability yeah. issue too. He also I did see I did see him talking about that. He said it's also a bit PR. You get to control the message. Yeah. If you say it before you tell them, you get to say what the reasoning is. If you tell them first, they can come out and say what the reasoning is was and that's what everybody's going to believe 
and they'll tell the press, regardless. and the press yeah. will be publishing bad news about it while you wait for it to happen for months. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And everybody's got real strong opinions about, well, they just did this merger and then Microsoft does this. How can you ever trust Microsoft again? And and then I've heard other reliable sources say this has nothing to do with Microsoft. This was all in the works at Blizzard through and Activision through Bobby Kotick before he left and that he uh, may have even put this off so it wouldn't be around the time he or put it off so it wouldn't happen the same time he left. So it's that he strange, wouldn't get though, that um, Xbox would do some layoffs too. Yeah, they did do some. If if if, if there wasn't any involvement from them at all. You yeah, know? I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to absolve Microsoft. I mean, they well, just they just hit I, three what three t- three trillion market cap, and the minute they hit that, these get announced. It makes no sense to me. You've got all the money in the world. There's no reason you had to lay anybody off. Like straight up. Like you could. I'm sure spreadsheets yeah, show yeah. something that says, well, for this division to buy whatever. But if you are at a three trillion dollar market cap, a place held only by who else? Apple and maybe one other company. I don't know who. Some probably Tencent or somebody. Um, this rarefied space where you literally have unlimited amounts of working capital, and then you just let nineteen hundred people go. Yeah. Or. Or like <laughs> they paid seventy billion for a company and shave, felt the need to shave off two hundred. Yeah, it's gross, man. It's gross. What? Like it's make yeah. There's something like murky about this whole thing. Yeah, this one's a little bit weird. So part of it is Yabara, Mike Yabara, who was running Blizzard, is now gone. Also, somebody that makes it weird. It is weird. People thought he got fired. His his goodbye message doesn't sound like he got fired. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. Also, Alan Adham was one of the original founders of the company, and he was back to do. He had a very special comeback role which was we're going to do incubators we're going to make smaller games we're going to have a ton of ideas on the ground and everybody's going to be working on them supposedly warcraft rumble came out of that um but i think that's all that came out of that i want to i want to address chat because they're talking about you know yeah it's mergers it's business it's redundancies i don't know (laughs) i'm just a little worried about what names we can say who know what's going on with that stuff like i just it's not redundant people that have been like, oh, <laughs> like, like there, there's some, <laughs> this is like, this, this, this layoff in particular blizzard is like hitting all departments in like yeah. crazy ways. Like a lot of people are just like, how did that person lose their job? Yeah. Like it's I not mean, a, oh yeah, we don't need a sales department by sales. Like there's actually some pretty, uh, this pretty big talent at the company that's getting kiboshed. And I got- think that there's a, a, like when we heard the merger was going to happen, there were a lot of people, maybe us included. I don't always remember what we say over the course of this very long show, but like layoffs do tend to follow mergers. It happens or acquisitions or things like that. Mm-hmm. But there is a difference between what you might expect and this Because this wasn't just a case of like, hey, Microsoft is a platform that has its own game marketplace and download store and shop, and they've acquired Blizzard, who has their own game marketplace, download and shop. Like, you can maybe see all of a sudden maybe a way that that doesn't merge together super great. We've wondered about that on the show. Like, what is going to happen between these two stores? They have two very different stores for a thing they now own. Um This is different. This is like what we didn't expect was complete axing of projects and seemingly the removal of entire teams 
working on those projects. That's the part that I think is more surprising to people. And I, to give kind of my quick thoughts on this, I said this on stream. I, this is really where I feel about it is like, you can always look for a business reason to justify anything and go, Oh, dollars and cents in the market and all of this. Mm. None of the best reasons in the world matter to those 1900 people. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter for the yeah. families that are, that are, going to have to figure something out. I've seen multiple people be tweeted uh, or uh, retweeted saying, you know, like we just bought a house. I'm the sole breadwinner for my family. Like we are going to have to figure things out. Um, Brian Halinka actually had somebody asking him, do you think this is going to lead to more indie studios? And he said, no, um, indie studios come from capital, not surprise layoffs. Most of these people are going to struggle to find work or leave game development overall. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is we usually don't get to follow many of these people. Sometimes we get to, there's been a couple of people who've worked at Blizzard that we've been close to, that we've had an opportunity to see how things go for them outside of Blizzard. And we know that it's not always an easy path. In fact, Sometimes it's job jumping for a while until you end up in a place and hopefully it's a good place. Like this is a rough environment overall. Mm -hmm. And I think at the end of the day, you want to be pro business and you want to be pro. Well, they got the right to make as much money as they want. That's fine. But maybe don't forget that, there are 1,900 people impacted by this. Yeah, And I, I'm not trying to say that to say you have to feel bad, you have to change your views on business and all of that, but just remember that like, if your partner, if you, if whoever came home and said, I'm out of work and I have very low chances of finding another job because the market's currently flooded and nobody's hiring, what are we going to do? That's a rough situation for people. Yeah, nobody wants to be in that situation. Uh, Yabara's parting words, by the way, were on Twitter. He says, it was great to be a part of the team that built Blizzard and ATVI over the years. I've decided to transition out now that it's merging with Microsoft and happy to have helped that succeed. I'll be taking time out for a bit to spend time with family and travel the world. Afterwards, we'll look for hyper growth opportunities with great teams. I, I cannot describe you to you how much I hate this statement. Did you see Jason Schreer's tweet on this? Subject, no, I missed it. What did he say? He said backstage at BlizzCon in November, he said, these guys will have to pull me out by like my corpse or something. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm not so, surprised. So, I feel like I'm just getting bullshitted by this dude and I'm annoyed. Um, also, well, he's, I he's don't think that guy. was on Twitter. I think he did that on LinkedIn. Oh, was it on LinkedIn? Oh, you're right. There's a different uh, somewhere oh, on LinkedIn. You're right. It doesn't matter, though. It's even more annoying. LinkedIn. Um, but but it's just so tone deaf and oh, it's cor it. it's corporate style. Like he that's that's his stripes, right? I mean, that's his background is living in that world of we got to put out a message, be genuine. No, that's a death knell. Like, well, how nice he has. Not how nice for him that he's in such a privileged position that he can go travel the world for a while. I always felt that way with him, about him, though. He's like a he, he's he's somebody's like he might genuinely like Warcraft and be a nice dude, but he is a he's a he's not one of those uh, not he's bushwhackers, a, but you know, like he's a corpo. What do they call him? Uh, just not yeah, he's a corpo. He's not, but he's not a trailblazer. He's not one of these trailblazing guys. Like Mike Morheim was 
for all his looks and appearances, he was a trailblazer. Like, made yeah. that company what it was. You know, like every everyone been in there since. Not a blazer. That's a guy like that's like we got to keep people above me happy, shareholders happy, say right thing. Yeah. Don't not say right thing. Support China, but also support LGBTQ at the same time. Yeah. Walk that balance. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like like it's you know, and he's just one of those two. Like I. Don't I'm sorry. He's like he said he might be a nice guy, but like he's not the rock and roll star you you look in a chair for. Well, we were hoping for better out of that dude, and we got we didn't get it. Um, the other thing and that we'll, changed, we'll see. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, Scott. But oh, you're fine. Gonna, next week is when it's going to really matter because I think they said they're going to announce the CEO next week. Oh, I missed that. Okay, interesting. I think I saw that. I think I saw that. I don't think it's going to take long. Maybe I saw it on Bellular's channel. It might be him. I, I know I watched his recap. Yeah, which is pretty good. Yeah. Um. Uh, I thought maybe I think maybe I saw on his channel it was going to be next week. Like so, well, it depends who it is. If you're if it's someone you're like, holy shit, yes, then you're going to be like, this this is a good move. I see why they did this. Yeah. But if it's just another C-suite guy who's like, I, I here at Black Division Blizzard, we enjoy <laughs> games that span the world and bring communities together. You know, it's just like we're in for more bullshit. So. Yeah, and we were loaded up with that from him at BlizzCon because that's where you do it. And I just, I don't know, this kind of disingenuousness. I just can't do it. I can't. I got to stop being naive and thinking that people want to do better than that in these positions because they keep saying they do. They keep takes doing all this talk. I've never worked with better individuals. They have to. We're firing that's, that's them all. all. They, that's all they can say. They are, they are, it's illegal for them to be genuine. So That's my my least or, favorite or thing inspiring. about this business. It's not, it's not just this business, obviously, but we're all very close to it. So we They're see at it. that scale. At that yeah. scale, that's how it's <laughs> going to be. Yeah, it is a scale thing, too. The other thing that happened was uh, this, as part of this, the Blizzard survival game that they've been working on, codenamed Ellipsis or something. I forget the code name. Um, we haven't, the reason we haven't heard anything about it is because it is now gone, canceled entirely, and that entire team let go. All of them. So this was a this one's a upon huge bummer to me. This one, the the week that Pal World and, and, and Shrouded come out, uh, <laughs> they're like, yeah, screw this. this was a, screw, nine years down the toilet. This is never going to make any money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, it's not like oh, they just canceled the game. Uh, people I know and trust have, have said when they've announced it, we're on Twitter, be like, I played it internally. It's effing awesome. So I don't buy this. I'm sure it had development hell problems. And I think one of the things they pulled a, they pulled an EA Frostbite engine, Blizzard did, because uh, they made them use a mobile engine instead of Unreal, um, is <laughs> yeah. the story I got. Yeah. Uh, and you know, but still, a good game might have still come out. It is Blizzard, you know. Like, sure. And 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 new management switched to Unreal. Like oh, so like John says, know. release I, games. Just release the damn game. I do. Like, I do agree with release games. I stand by it. I don't know. Nobody knows if the game was going to be good or not. Um, I've heard, I've heard things that it wasn't, but. It doesn't matter to me, like, because because to me, here's the way I look at it. If the game wasn't going to work, it wasn't going to be good, whatever. Cancel the project. That doesn't mean lay off everybody who's working on it. You know, like, I don't know if it was going to yeah, be good or extreme. bad, but that but the fact that it, we don't know, that doesn't mean go ahead and fire everybody who touched it. Yeah. Like, to go back to what Scott said, they're making enough money. Find a different project for them. If the project isn't working, 
Like, okay, put it in, what was it, Warcraft Adventures or whatever yeah. the game was yeah. that, you know, put that it in it. the StarCraft Ghost Warcraft Adventures pile yeah. and put the team on something else. This is just a, like, this feels very extreme to go, well, not only is the game not going to get made, but everyone who touched it is gone. Yeah. Uh, I, I, You know, again, I never played it. I don't know for sure if it was good or not. To me, it it doesn't matter. To me, it's about the reaction on how it happened to the people and for everybody to just be let go. That seems like an incredible waste of talent. It does. Not only that, these are talented people that were pulled from other projects that were doing wonderful work there, but they were like, we could use you over here. Like that's where those people came from. They didn't just hire everyone from scratch for that team. They were pulled from other teams among some new hires. And to then have them just up, I guess, sorry, sorry. You had the bad luck of getting pulled onto a new project here at Blizzard, but you're out of here. Oh, it just annoyed me. I went and <laughs> I told you guys pre-show, but I went and canceled my freaking wow subscription mm. as not as a, uh, some kind of protest, not as a, Hey, everybody be like me and show, show your consumer side of why you're not happy. It's not what I'm doing. I don't care what anyone does. I did it because now I'm annoyed and I don't feel like playing your game. I just don't feel like it. I'm not in the mood now. I was in the mood. I'm not in the mood now. I'm just not going to play because I got other games to play from smaller devs who haven't gotten so big that they treat everyone like shit. So I'm just going to do that for a while. I, you know, yeah, I agree with that. I fully support it. Like, you know, again, I've seen a lot of comments. We've covered layoffs now so many times and I just see the same comments and it isn't to be mean to anyone in the chat room. They're like, it's, you know, fiduciary duty gotta cut labor costs gotta piece of shareholders we're in church like yeah we go out and sin but when we go to church we go to like you know uh, acknowledge everyone's humanity and try to make everyone's burden that much lighter so you know it doesn't those explanations don't make anything better that's you know but it's it's about saying like yes this stuff sucks and it's bullshit and this time this time's even a more tender one i think because I've heard from multiple, I'm not saying names, but I've heard from multiple people inside of Blizzard who got, whose job stayed. They did not get laid off. Usually when this happens and it's happened before, they go, whew, dodge that bullet. Stuff happens, but boy, I'm glad I'm still here. So I'm still here. That's usually what I get out of these people. These exact same people now are angry. They're like, I don't feel safe. I don't feel like my job is safe. Uh, I, I've lost some of my favorite people to work with. My direct bosses are gone who are, you know, whatever. I, I'm mad. Like they're, that's, that's from multiple people inside who normally were just kind of roll with the punches and they're just angry. feel how, uh, when, when game pass and battle net merge and battle is just all Microsoft shit. Cause <laughs> I don't see why my, that, ha, that battle has so much cachet. They're going to take it. That's gone. That's for sure. I don't Guaranteed. think BlizzCon happens again. I really don't. If this is a if this is a money saving thing, uh, that yeah, or thing, BlizzCon is Microsoft BlizzCon. Maybe, but I don't. That that and won't then, be the ugh, same. And then you it's know? Phil Spencer and everyone going like, "We here at BlizzCon Microsoft <laughs> enjoy bringing people together with their games." Yeah, like if the next Idiots. time I hear anyone say that, this isn't. I don't care if it's Sony with the bungee mess. I don't care if it's Microsoft with the this mess. I've had it with those platitudes. I'm so done. I'm going to call them out every time. I'm going to hear them when the show, when we all three cover an event and somebody goes gamers, am I right? And we're going to go F off dicks. If you say this stuff again, I'm going to be so irritated. 
So yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I think, and I think because they spent so much more money on this, they're going to be more hands on than they were with like Bethesda and Arcane. Because I'm not trying to shoot on Starfield or bring up that whole thing. It's a great game, but it did have a tepid response. I'm sure internally, there's conversations happening about that. So they've been hands off with Arcane, hands off with Bethesda, and they're not turning out hits. Yeah. If that happens at Blizzard, uh, Phil Spencer's going to, you know, shit shit himself while he, uh, <laughs> you know. It'll <laughs> be just a big giant pile of diarrhea flowing out of his pants. Yeah. On stage. It know, might. He's going to be mad. He's going to. We're gonna see a different Phil. We're gonna see. We're gonna see prison Phil. <laughs> yeah, you might get prison Phil. I don't prison want prison Phil. Phil. Prison Phil sounds like a bad Phil. I don't want that Phil. What if he is prison Phil behind the scenes and like the lovely Phil when he's on stage? I mean, he when, could be. Like I, again, the Ybarra thing is a is a constant reminder. Don't trust CEOs. Don't trust the suits. Yeah, they don't have your interests at heart. They can tell you. That we everyone loves it here. Blizz life for life. Hashtag peace sign. Whatever. At the end of the day, this is a money thing because they're big. It's an industry, and this is what industries do, for good or for ill. You could say, you know, I've heard the argument. Well, if we didn't have all this, we wouldn't have the things we have. Like we wouldn't have the games we get if it wasn't for all those things. Okay, but now we have them, and we can do better than this. That's all. And Microsoft mm, I, I, has enough money. They nobody will do that Nintendo thing. I don't. I don't think Nintendo's perfect by any stretch. But Nintendo, remember back in 2013, the Wii U freaking tanked. It was a big yeah. bomb for them. What did Iwata do? He said, "I'm taking a massive pay cut, and so are these other executives, so that we don't have to let anyone go, and we keep our stock price where where it needs to be." And they did, and they didn't fire a soul for that thing. Now, that may be Japanese culture kicking in in a way that we don't get, or I don't know. But it's more of that, please. Yeah. I mean, I saw a lot of that quote, and it's funny because that quote goes along with what you said, which is, um, you know, he said that the reason he did it was because layoffs eventually lead to hurt feelings and hurt reputations. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but basically that it, it tends to build ire in the consumers and the people who work there. Um, and uncertainty and that's what you're describing from the people you talk to yep. and you know like I, I it's the direction i see it i see it going i think it, blizzard has taken enough lumps lately and justifiable on most if not all of them but they don't necessarily need to then in addition to an underpaid workforce have a upset workforce too yeah yeah and i i mean Microsoft, in my opinion here, whether it's mostly coming from an internal Blizzard plan from months ago or whether this was a Microsoft uh, plan or even if they just came and said, you guys need to cut this much money, figure out how to do it, and then we're, and their hands off. It doesn't matter to me. The bottom line to me is Microsoft has a $3 trillion market cap and more cash in the bank than anyone's ever going to spend. There's no need for this. There's literally not a need for it other than stocks sold as... I don't know how the I don't know how the stocks work separately so, in their divisions, but Microsoft's if, killing it right now. If the ball was rolling before Microsoft acquired, like you know, given the timeline of events when we started this, we said like Microsoft just got a hold of it. Did they, was it really them? I mean, and it's like it, you know, like if the ball got rolling before they got involved, let's say, then 
who who's doing that? Is that Kotick? I, like, I don't know. You know is, that, is that a parting shot from Kotick? It's easy to look at Bobby Kotick and just p- put everything on him, but I don't think this stuff happens with one person. I don't think. I think he it's sucks, just, and he's part of the. He was part of the poor culture in that place, no doubt about it. But yeah. I just think this scale that we're at. If we could go back in time, some other timeline has Blizzard never selling themselves to anyone. They just got the capital themselves to ramp up WoW capability and capacity instead of having to go and get other investment. I mean, this is true all the way back to the original or the original Blizzard because they were they were never really on their own money. They had what was it Davidson and Associates or whoever that was was a, like an investment firm. They were the original quote unquote mm-hmm. owners of the majority stake of the company. Then it went to who was it in Europe? Uh, before Activision, um, crap, they own drinks. They own like Seagrams and stuff now. I can't think of their name. Anyway, wh- <laughs> whoever that was owned Blizzard yeah. for a while. And then Activision buys Blizzard from them. And so Blizzard's really never had the independence we, we uh, that we ascribe to it. Um, no, but they, they were for a period seemingly given a lot of license to self-operate, you know, for a period there. The golden well, I think it, it showed that they did. I think that that... Okay, so here's here's where I push back on people that, you know, kind of spout the it's just business platitudes. Um, I would buy into that more. I would be more understanding and go, yeah, you know, business is going to business. If these layoffs felt intelligent, mm. but but they don't. It feels like, well, scrap that project. Okay, well, what are we going to do with the people? I don't know. Fire them. It doesn't feel like any of this was targeted intelligently. It feels like this was targeted to get it done quickly and efficiently. Right? Like, am I crazy in thinking that? No, it doesn't, no, because this, the, no, like, you don't comes see, in oh, we canceled like, the game and got rid of the entire team. There was nobody of value on that team. I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. No, they're going to be hiring people in six months. I mean, Microsoft comes in. What are you guys doing? How can we help you bring this company into the new age? Like, I don't think Microsoft buys it just to let it keep on rolling as is. Like, it's to do something with it, which implies investments coming. Yeah. So, like, cutting also doesn't make sense. It's like if I buy a company that's uh, worth a million dollars a year and I'm a cap- venture capitalist, it's because I'm going to come in and be like, I got lots of connections. I got investment capital. We're going to juice you for $10 million and bring you national or something. Like, So, like, how do you juice a company like that? Well, it's going global. Microsoft's going global with their gaming. You're welcome to participate, other global company. We're going to juice you. So, like, cutting doesn't make sense at this point. Like, I get the whole, you have a new owner, get rid of all the troublesome people. That's, like, common wisdom in new management is just, like, do all the firing right at the front, right? But, like, Mm -hmm. 1,900 people, a whole game just gone? Like... That's what, it, what John's saying is not intelligent. Like, yes, I, I think that's a astute point. Like, I agree. it doesn't look intelligent at all. It's it like, no. but aren't you here to like help juice the company? Like what the, why are you, why are you taking the juice away? Yeah. Why like, do you want them yeah. then? If you're going to gut them, I mean, maybe there, maybe there's well, just stuff I mean, we don't know. And I hate feeling naive about this stuff, but, but if you're going to just chuck that game and then chuck entire teams and then gut other teams, like the overwatch team got hit pretty hard with this. And the minute people complain that devs, that the development of that game starts to slow again, please do not blame the developers this time. Okay. Blame freaking the company because they keep taking chunks out of these important groups that have the opportunity to take the thing to the next level, whatever that is. And I would think Microsoft would want 
that because the whole point of buying and absorbing these studios is to build up the portfolio of their game services, period. That's the point. Guess what would be rad in that game, in that lineup, a really good, uh, blizzard developed survival game at a time when survival games are at an all time crescendo. I don't get it. It does feel happy. It feels hack slashy haphazard. is what it feels like. And I don't like it. It doesn't feel like there was a sit down conversation of, you know, who needs to go. You need to make some rough cuts. Like it it feels like, well, let's get in. Let's do this. Let's do this. You know, like that, that's what it feels like. It it doesn't feel like it was a decision made by people with any clue of what's going on. I think, I think also this is a good point. I just want to sort of, it's kind of a tangential point, but because there's always the usual comments of the, you know, business have to do mergers. They're still coming up in chat, but also like, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So why would we say things like this? Um, because like we're from an era generation of workers that also like taught, like when we started, we were tying our work to these IPs on the outside as well. Right. On the strength that they would be lasting and it is possible. I mean, baseball lasts, basketball lasts, things can be built. The problem is the industry is like held hostage by poor corporate management, like a management structure that is not conducive for the kind of future we on the inside and on the outside want for things like esports and long-term gaming. It's juice, 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 get a yacht. Mm. And there are businesses that have, it's a it, like in a way, like as an industry, it's kind of in its infancy. Like it's not like we can look at 200 years of automotive uh, factories and, and pull knowledge and plans from that. It's, mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's very short. This is just all very short-term thinking. Like, we can't, as even as community that can earn a bit of income and create fun things outside of the space, anchor ourselves to uh, decisions like the whiplash like this, basically. And it's the C-suite. It's the business guys. Mm-hmm. It's not the devs. It's not the creatives. They just want to make cool games, and they want to have that future that I'm talking about too, where we have like institutions based around games. Yeah, and it is possible to do that. Um, StarCraft still goes strong in Korea. Like they, they still, <laughs> they still like it's possible to do it, but it, it requires the right kind of vision and investment. And everyone that gets a hold of a company just wants to juice it like a toy company until it runs into the ground, and that's. That's where Blizzard's headed with this Microsoft shit. Like, I don't think this looks good. I don't think Microsoft's a good steward. They have the sell it and not support it long-term mentality over there. The more time that passes, the more I think Valve was the smart ones with just never going public. They could have done it a million times. They could do it now, and they just won't. They want to keep it private. And that has its own issues, its own problems. But they don't do mass layoffs. They don't have shareholders demanding such things as layoffs and, and cuts that affect people's lives. They just run their company. And I'm not suggesting that it's perfect. There's less transparency when you're not public too. So there's that, but I would, I think I would take this valve option over what, what's happening over here any day. And there's nothing we can do about it. I guess I think it's also collective bargaining would help. Let these guys use and unionize. Finally, let's finally let that industry freaking unionize go give these, give these employees something to work with. It's a culture shift on the part of ownership and what works. I, I, th- I think. I think the games industry knows what it wants and it can't have it because of the, the C suite. Yeah. 
the C-suite realities. Plus, this is a tab right now. The tech sector in general is shedding all kinds of jobs. People forget that it's not just games. There's a real reckoning happening with COVID happened. All of those things took off and made a crap shit ton of money because everybody was stuck at home. Everybody was like, well, we should buy a console. We should subscribe to a streaming network. We should do this. We Mm. should do that. All this tech. I remember when you couldn't buy webcams for about a month. They were all out of stock everywhere. Total shortage on webcams because everybody had to work from home. And then there were new webcams that came out of nowhere from China saying, we're a hot new webcam, buy ours. And they were cheap. And so everybody's flooding the market with those. Well, now we're on the other side of that. And all of that has slowed. And and now it's we're just paying the price. <laughs> and I'm not saying that we could. I, I just wish you'd have had a little more forethought. That this wasn't yeah. going to last forever and that we shouldn't glut the system. Where where it's short, okay, build that up, but don't don't glut it so that now we're all selling everything off and trying to scrape by. I don't know, dude. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's uh, like I said, it, we can just feel it from from our perspective as people who want to tire things. Like baseball has it, you know. Baseball's had bad years, still probably having a bad time, still around. It's an institution. Yeah, you know, we we're trying to build institutions for our. Uh, communities and our things and we can't when everything gets gutted you know wwe's you know the, a lot of other things come up wwe's still around still entertainment property it's not they're not juicing wwe so that it's fucking sorry excuse me <laughs> you know like like they invest in the future they do all kinds of things to keep that thing running and it's possible in video games just nobody wants to do it right yeah now, or that's not and Microsoft vacuuming everything up, I don't think helps things. Netflix is getting um, uh, live raw and some other WWE stuff. I just heard, or we just saw that yeah. made oh, some deal. Yeah. Yeah. And the rock is back on the board. So now he gets to use the name, the rock again. He gets the rights to it. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. And, uh, it is weird. Yeah. It's good about, though. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be honest. I'm actually kind of excited. I am too. It might WWE be the first being on Netflix. Yeah, it might be the first wrestling I give a shit about because I have Netflix and I've never really been a live. That's a guy. that's a big. That's actually a really big ad, like a value add for Netflix for sure. Yeah, with the rising price of it, but then you're like, oh, I get like premium wrestling. Oh shit, that's, <laughs> that's good. Wow. Um, yeah, the one last thing too I want to say is like this is like there's that term. Have you guys heard it? I just heard it like a. I don't think it's new, but I just heard it called uh, inshittification. Like that's pretty much yeah. everything tech is going through inshittification, which is just, it's free, it's cool, it's cutting edge, trailblazers take up, and then it's got to monetize, and it's taken over by shitters who inshittify. <laughs> you know, look at X. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's the prime example of inshittification. It is such a diseased <laughs> diseased cow like just it's in the past so not year, what it used to all, be we're all waiting for it to die but you know nobody can stop using I mean, it twitter twitter was never great but they're they're i was saying on there the other day that my engagement before the blue sub stuff was great yeah. talked to people all the time people were very active back and forth and all that the day that sub came out and because i didn't get in line and do it i assume i don't I get nothing on there now. Yeah, like, you've been in shitified. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah it's a, I mean, I, honestly, I'm kind of grateful because, boy, it has cut down on a lot of the drama in my life and a lot of time spent on the site. But if you want a site review, yeah, it's made it real easy not to get on, on Twitter. Yeah. Because, 
Thumbs There's me nothing. Up. It's like, oh, I have a notice on Twitter. All right, it's probably going to be a porn bot following me. Great. Often yep. is. Oh, yep. Well, yeah. what do you know? It was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. That's yeah, what my it was. Com- my communication's gone down. Like, my posts have gone down. My communication's gone down. Yeah. I try yeah, to still post a bunch every day, but my communication with, with actual followers, listeners, readers, whatever, I can only assume because a lot of them bailed too. Why would they hang around? Yeah. I wouldn't hang around. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I, hate I, I, I think you we've been all asking where are people going. My space right now is it my space uh-huh, to do that on purpose. Uh, <laughs> I was like, is that where people are going? No, what? It's it's so, ironically enough, because I resisted a long time. Scott can testify as he tried to get me and John off slack um, for a while. But it's discord. Everyone's like, in discord. Yeah, I go to core chat and discord and all you listeners uh, you come on, join like that. Oh, that's I get my social media. It's Discord, and now I'm running my own It is my social media, and in a way, it's just back to forums, a lot more functionality, but really it is just kind of personal yeah. forums again, but it's working great for me. People, I like it. The people, at, the people at Discord, like, it's a little busy, I'm not going to lie, but they, they really, I think, are passionate about the app they make, and it's not in shitified at all yet. Like, it's pretty decent. Even monetized, it's not in shitified. It's pretty slick. And they free, refused to sell it to Microsoft when Microsoft came calling. So maybe yeah. we should give him a little yeah. credit for yeah. that now. Like, look, uh, it's, I'm my, as, it's my social media of choice now. Discord's like aces. It me. really is. I, I'm telling you, I was called this naive. I do. But I was really pushing for this Microsoft acquisition. I felt like it was going to put everybody over there in a better place. And maybe in the long term, that's still maybe true. But I don't nobody likes this. You no. Know? Well, again, like it might ultimately prove true, but no matter how good it ends up being, are you going to go to any of those 1900 people and go, Hey, you getting fired really turned things around. Didn't it? And have them go, yeah, it did. Great. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, best, best thing that ever happened to me, you know, like yeah. Yeah. It, it can be both things. It can be ultimately like it got Bobby out of there. That's a positive. It caused this, this is a massive negative. Like we don't mm-hmm. have to look and call things a hundred percent, a win or a hundred percent, a loss. Like sometimes things can be, multiple things i think blizzard's future is very uncertain i think we were a lot more hopeful this i would definitely say is a big strike in the unhopeful side of things <laughs> but we'll uh we'll have to see where it where it goes yep. you know we've like been, we've what? been told we just got to do this one layoff and everything will be great but like five times it's happened now so yeah forgive us if we're a little like piss off asshole yeah it know. does yeah. feel this just feels like one too many and not that any of them were good. None of them are. But it just this one feels like just such a stab in the eye. And we just got through a bunch of this crap last year. I've already forgotten half the companies that laid We've everybody covered off. covered it like a bajillion times, especially when it's Blizzard. Like, I'm swearing. Half like, the I'm time almost... we don't cover it because we feel like we've covered it and had the conversation yeah. enough times that we don't need to have I, it exactly. again. This one I was ha- just too big to ignore. Too big to ignore. I had a little bit of a feeling when this first announced. It was like, ugh, layoffs. Like, I don't want to talk about it on the core. But it's like it's big enough that it registers and needs to be talked about. But, like, I was very much like, you know, here we go again. Like, yeah, same. boring. You know, like, not to minimize the people lost the job. It's just that's how much we've talked about it. It's yeah. not new. It's not really like exciting news to talk about. It's like just, it's like mass shootings. Eventually, you're just like I can't talk about another. Yeah, mass shooting. yeah. You just like what can you do but throw up your hands? You can't have an eight hour conversation every day about the latest one. No, yeah. <laughs> but this show would be no fun. We got to talk well, about yeah. you know Bo's lake runs and things like that. Yeah, we got to get back to <laughs> yeah, we got to make time for how Bo poops. Yeah, make mm-hmm. time for lake time. 
Um, all right. Well, we'll get off this subject for now and <laughs> move into a, our first shirt. <laughs> if we ever do a shirt, make time for lake time. Make time for that lake time. Good. It's not bad. With just like just like a dark shirt with like water ripples and just bow floating in the water, I, looking I, looking up at the stars. Yeah, I feel like that needs to be on the back of a Buick or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a, make a sticker time or for lake time. Yeah. yeah, like it's the new. What's the one you often see? But, oh, uh, uh, was it? Uh, off-brand Calvin peeing. <laughs> There's like a tropey one that's like you know in people's beers. I can't, I can't think of it. I was thinking of the Calvin off-brand Calvin. Seen as well. in a hundred movies. Off-brand Calvin. Yeah, the Calvin and Hobbes. You know, Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes peeing on a. What does he usually pee on? Just anything. He's, he's just peeing. Yeah, he's just peeing. Anything. Yeah. yeah. I hate the yeah. I hate the testicle sack they put on some trucks. That one really gets me. I don't yeah, like that one. But there's like one like groovy time. I can't remember. <laughs> hey guys, it's, it's like in movies all the time. time. Something like sticker on back of truck. <laughs> I like, just it? googled sticker on back of truck. Oh, popular <laughs> stickers. <laughs> <laughs> no, isn't it? Isn't it like "Don't Tread on Me, Man" or something oh, like that? Oh, don't well, tread on me is one. Yeah, yeah. that's a. Yeah, that's it nice. is "Don't Tread on Me." That's what I'm thinking of, right? No, all right, those people. Whatever. I'm just saying that can be ours. They never say make "Don't Tread on Me." Make, make, make time for lake time. My problem. Listen, before anyone emails me because I I rolled my eyes at the "Don't Tread on Me." My problem with the "Don't Tread on Me" crowd is, hear me out, is they are just fine with anyone treading on someone else. They just don't want to get tread on. So in other words, don't tread on me, but everyone else's game, including me, meaning them, will tread on them. So yeah. if you really mean it when you say don't tread on me, apply it to everyone equally, you dipshits. All right, moving on. Let's let's get into that. Good that you sidestep the emails you mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by that one. It's so yeah, stupid it's really, to me. I'm not saying you shouldn't have said it. I'm not saying you should take it back. I'm just saying good on you, sidestepping the emails yep. that were going to come yep, from you coming. rolling your eyes. You really clarified that. Yep, that's true. Oh, my emails are already good. No, I'm just kidding. They're not. You uh, spit. I almost, I almost spit my joke. <laughs> Let's get Scott's into it. Scott's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before you misunderstand the roll of my eyes, let me, let me say some words first, please. Yeah, let me get these out of my system. Uh, okay, we're going to talk about games we played. Another controversy therein, so enjoy. So, Pal World happened. Uh, it came out on Game Pass, and it came out on Steam. and uh, <laughs> It came out and blew everyone's freaking week away. Yeah, it kind of did. Although, I only I am I was so disappointed with my playtime in it that I just, I thought, well, there's no way anyone's going to keep going with this. And I guess it turns out, the Game Pass version was some kind of earlier alpha of the thing. For a bit, yeah. It's yeah. apparently it's a parody now. And I didn't oh, know that. Okay. I didn't know I've that. I've heard so. that it's there now. Or I don't know if it's I don't know if it's even, but I did have somebody tell me that like, yes, you can exit the game now without having to alter oh, good. for. Yeah. I wondered. I had to get out that way too. I didn't even think about bringing that up, but yeah, I guess I wasn't the only one. That thing was a joke, and I thought, well, this is bad. Why are we talking about this game? And then everyone's like, oh, no, it's a different version on Steam. That's why it's different. And then the record started getting broke. Uh, second highest uh, most players online at one time playing a game record on Steam. Right behind um, 
What's the oh a battleground or uh, uh, PUBG PUBG Unknown's battleground PUBG's got the high one Brought with to a you by blue hole three million blue something. Hole. Then you had Counter Strike, but that got bumped down. Now you got Pal World in second place. I'm like, oh, this is serious. And then they were like, it sold a million copies in a day. And then we were like, it's four days, and we're already at five million. Well, now they're at eight point something, close to nine. And we're still only what six days into the release of the thing. It hasn't hasn't been a week yet, and it has, that's it hasn't been a week. Very and I'm well. So sick of like I like playing it, but I'm so sick of seeing Palworld content and Palworld opinions. And it's only been five days. Yeah, I can't. It takes a little, I, I'm just like I like we're gonna talk about it, and it's cool. But like, you know, no, you're like, not wrong. Like I'm the one who put it in the show notes, and I put it this way: Palworld versus Pokemon is strangely the biggest topic in gaming. So I guess we have to talk about it. Yeah. That's how I feel. If you want, here's John's full thoughts on Pal World. Take a look at Pal World. Do you want to play it? Yes or no? Either option you pick is cool, and I support whatever <laughs> you're doing and whyever you're doing it. And it is that simple. And anybody that's trying to make it a bigger deal than that are confused in their own thoughts. Mm. Get out of the woods of your own mind and just play the game or don't play the game, and it's totally fine. It's 100% fine. Like, I don't know why it got made into a much bigger deal than it is, but everybody has to... I want to staple on to that a little bit, too, is if when Atomic Cart came out, this is just my own personal, and you didn't have any issues with the money potentially being funneled to Russia to fun missiles to shoot into Ukraine. Yeah. If you were, if you looked at that and said like, ah, oh, it's fine. Like whatever. I can't be responsible for everything. Fine p- position, not criticizing it, but you can't turn around and give a shit about Pokemon's uh, <laughs> Pokemon copyright or AI. Like, fuck you. Like big, like just right. People are dying from missiles and you don't care. Uh, it's cool. Uh, but all of a sudden everyone's up in arms about the damn, damn pal world. Like, yeah. you know, I, it, because I, I wasn't rebuked. I'm not saying like, oh, everyone's, you know, but I was, I was maybe making a big deal out of something that people were like, listen, you can't make a big deal out of it. So don't make a big deal out of this. Like John says, choose yes or no, and it's cool. Yeah. The rest of you are confused. You're very confused. And like, I'm just adding because, yes, you are confused because that wasn't important, but this is. You yeah. have your priorities wrong big time. Sure. So, yeah. Well, the other, so we could get into all the minutiae. We probably don't have to because most people are familiar with it, but the big, the big thing I, I would just say here is the the major accusations leveled against it were they're ripping off Pokemon. My answer to that would be, okay, there is a lot of similarities, but also a lot of parody well, going also, on. Mission accomplished. That yeah. if they could have gotten away with calling this game Pokemon with guns, yeah. they, would they would have, have called done this it. game Pokemon with guns. Yeah, they would have done like, it. But the but the they, main the main point they are though, trying to look they want you to look at their pals and go, that looks like a Pokemon. Of course they do. So They've always that's done why that. I get so mind boggled by people who are like, you know, it looks a lot like Pokemon. Yes, that's what they were trying to do because they want to make a Pokemon game and they're not allowed to. Right. And there's the here's so here's something to just keep in mind with that. If Nintendo, everyone's like, when's Nintendo's lawyers going to do something? They're not going to do anything if they haven't already. This game's been openly developed for three or four years. They are both Japanese companies. They would have done or said something by now. It isn't just suddenly now they would. I mean, maybe they would because the sales are out of, you know, out of control. They might scrutinize it a little harder and do some, you know, close call. Like, they're like, oh, actually, there's a close call here. We'll litigate. Yeah. But between them and Game Freak, I mean, Game Freak did put out a statement that was just kind of snobby. 
They were just um, like, we'll look into that game. Yeah. Like, oh, yo, we did another clone. We have them all the time. Yeah. We can't. We can't, can't help possibly it. look into all of them <laughs> immediately, but we will certainly look into it at the appropriate time. I think what pissed people off always arrives when he means. This to. is what I think. This is what I think people are pissed about. I think people are mostly pissed. Those who have a strong opinion on this are pissed because the game they they have their beloved Pokemon. Along comes this thing that seems a little on the janky side. It's early access. Uh, certainly, the Game Pass version did it no favors, at least initially. Um, you know, they see this and go, well, you're cheapening the brand, you're doing whatever. And then they got to really reach for stuff because there really has been no proof of any AI stuff at all. If it was, it, it would be in direct violation of, of um, uh, the new policy over at, at Steam. And you can get conspiratorial and say, well, Steam loves the money. Why would they? T- they're not going to take it off. It's too much money. I get it. But during the approval process originally, when no one thought it was going to sell anything, that that would have been when they would have done it. Same with Microsoft. Both have rigorous uh, rules that they have to go by. So that's one thing. Um, I don't think the AI accusations... I think the AI conversation makes sense because we're all having it. Everybody wants to talk about AI and video games are a, a big point of contact for AI meets technology. And so we're going to talk about it. But you just level those accusations with nothing, with except for maybe you heard it on Twitter or something, is lame. And I hate that. Um, well, it seems like most of the people want to level it because the the one guy is like pro AI, and for whatever reason that immediately equates. Well, then obviously he used it. For, well, yeah, then like, all of so, Final well, Fantasy is pro AI then because yeah, like being, stop playing Final Fantasy fourteen because who knows? Clearly, it's all AI not now. To you, John, I just mean like I know I was gonna say I don't to think you. this. No, but not to you. mad but, at me they, all of a sudden. I'm, just I'm not mad at was, you. I, Online. I realize it might be interpreted like I'm talking to you because I'm looking at you. You're, camera, t- you're doing the I'm royal meaning, you. The royal I'm, you. I mean, yes, yes, if, if yeah. you're just like AI is a problem, well, guess what? Like every company in their its mother company is investing in AI tools. Like so, Microsoft just bought an entire company based on it. Final Fantasy put out their yearly thing yeah. that is trendy that gets people mad. Now we're gonna, we're going to be big on it. We're going to pick year. on Pal World. We're going to pick on Pocket Pair. Um, now, the one thing, though, that is the flying, fly, just because we're sticking up for Power World or we could be construed that. I'm not. I don't even want to play the effing thing. No, no. But but I'm just ahead. saying people are, not, <laughs> people are not nuanced sometimes. Some people are not nuanced when they go like, oh, those core guys, they, they're pro. They just take what we hear, what we hear and just hear pro because we're saying play it. Or don't. But I'm just saying. <laughs> or don't. Right. That's fine. But I'm just saying. I'm trying to say something, but it's getting. It's Sorry, getting I know. I'm just. I just um, <laughs> my my stance is so simple. I thought I'd real quick tack on my full stance because it could be the, used in a complete. The, de- yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. developer Pocket Pair hasn't exactly done a lot in its history to ingratiate itself. And what I want to say is like, we can still critique the game, right? It's not. We're not saying don't say anything bad about my baby. You know, like that's not what we're saying. We're just saying like y'all are crazy. Like both sides need to shut up. Like just it's like John said, play it or don't and chill out. Like every other damn game. Like what the hell? Mm-hmm. But the guy that I I went onto the site and did like translate from Japanese to English on Google and read some of the stuff. So he used to work. He worked for I think a small period at Nintendo actually. Mm. But in his profile, he was also a crypto bro mm. and had his own coin. Yeah. And there was kind of some theft. And the reports say he made good on paying people back. But he's definitely got the, 
untrustworthy crypto bro <laughs> sent all over this guy. And then in interviews, he's he said, I'm not really passionate about making like an awesome original game. I think you should just take what people like and make that into a game so people will buy it. So this guy is very like mercantile. Like mm-hmm. the, you're not, it's, this isn't like, oh man, Chris Metzen made like an awesome new thing. Like it's so cool. And he, you know, he's like, uh, what makes money guys? Yeah. All right. And how can I get this done cheaply? And let's put it on the store. And like people have looked at the past games and they look like amalgamations of, of keyword soup. Um, yeah, they do. There's steam marketers who will help indie developers to say like, you take this popular keyword and this popular keyword and combine them and you have an original sort of keyword hybrid that'll hit you in a place where no other games are and you'll make tons of sales. And that's literally what this is. Like this is literally like people like survival. They like monster collecting. If you can get it as close to possible as Pokemon and as close as possible to Ark, you will be shitting money for years. Mm. And and that's what he did. And like, so you're not like talking about this guy like, oh man, he's some like creative hero, must be protected at all costs. He's no. like, no, he's just making a he's just making a game that he knows is going to sell a lot. He tried a few times and he hit he struck gold this go around. Oh yeah, that big gold. It doesn't mean you shouldn't play his game, but it doesn't I think mean you should also, either. To, to John's point, doesn't mean you should either. No, but it's just like, it makes me a little bit like, I'm not like, I'm not going to the mat for this company, right? I'm going to Matt for Chris Benson. He's a great guy. He's in my, and and even for Greg. He's a great guy. Greg's great. Probably out there. I I hear, listen to this guy. I'm like, I'll play your game. I'll enjoy it. I might even tell people to play it, but I'm not going to be like this visionary of video game. (laughs) Like he must be protected at all costs. Like I'm going to be like, well, you know, he had a great business idea and I think he hired a lot of, I heard. One of the because they wanted to have shooting in the game, but they didn't have a shooter programmer. Yeah, I heard about. But they hired some guy they met in a convenience store, a twenty year old. Yeah, and just let him rip, and he aced it. Like you know, how how would you describe story? Kind of actually, you know. I mean, we watched that making of Half Life thing, and there was very similar stories in there. There was what uh, the was that the one that was the delivery guy got hired, or that actually might have been black and white. I've watched a couple video game documentaries. And there was one where uh, a delivery guy, yeah, yeah, it might have been the black and white one. Like the guy showed up and was like, "Hey, what are you guys doing? We're making video games. Oh yeah, what do you, what do you, what are you doing?" And they talked to him about it. This was apparently in the day and age where it wasn't all big secret. He's like, "Oh, I can program. I could do some programming for you." They hired the delivery guy. Wow, the guy was delivering them parcels. So it was his idea to have the monkey throw its poo in black and white. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't remember what all it was, but um, yeah, I, I think that game, uh, here's my big hope for this game. I think, honestly, I hope that the Pokemon company, Game Freak, I, I hope they look at this and learn something from it. Because I don't think this game's perfect. I don't think this game is, um, you know, without its issues. I do love Pokemon. I grew up with it. It's a, it's a, brand and that i really like it really gels with me it hit at the right time i was the right age for it i was in school when pokemon was getting banned from schools because people were going to the teachers complaining about unfair trades yep they stole my kangaskhan oh shit now kids gotta go to the principal because the kangaskhan got stolen um <laughs> you know i that's the that's the era i grew up in so now nobody gets pokemon at school did you ever find and, it was in some kid's locker or is 
stuffed in his no, jock or I, something? It was always it was always some like <laughs> he said he was gonna trade me a jigglypuff, but he didn't trade me a jigglypuff. Uh, um, that is a blood like, sport, man. It was dumb. I was at school for a lot of dumb bands. I was at school for a pog band, and I was at school for a Pokemon band. Hmm. Um, but Anyway, I'm, it means a lot to me, and I, I have lost interest in the Pokemon games over years. I don't think it has been as interesting, um, but what has been interesting is I started playing this game. I caught my, this would be my second pal, technically, caught this cat, threw him out of his little pal sphere, and all of a sudden he started doing jobs around the camp for me mm, yeah. and being real helpful. And all of a sudden, I instantly felt a bond with this little cat that I had captured in a way that I haven't felt about Pokemon since Red and Blue. And I was like, they've had how many years to try and figure this out and to try and find a way to make these creatures matter to you more than just like, oh, the art's nice. And they say their name in a funny way. Like, I hope they learn some lessons from it. I hope this ultimately makes the Pokemon games better. Yeah, like, like Tamagotchi and Pokemon, you have to feed them and take care of them, or else they, you know, get sad. That's true. I've seen some video of some really sad uh, ones, like chipping away at a stone, like a they got a pickaxe. Yeah, they look and, sad. Like it's just like oh, so they're yeah. slower, I guess. Is my making is my medicine's take. a pain in the ass though. Yeah, well, it's got some. So. I mean, I didn't get very far because I was so annoyed by how janky it was, and I'm sad to hear it was the alpha version. And maybe I should give it another shot, but I feel very. I've told you guys about this before. My hype bubble is real. And right now, this is the last game I want to play. So outside of that, forget about all the controversies for a minute. Bo, what do you think of Pal World as a you're you're a guy that likes survival games. You like your 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 Valheims and your whatnots. What do you think? Aces. This game's aces, man. Like it's super good. So I was curious how how you got to buying it, right? Because the hype, or maybe the hype didn't hit you, but someone got you to buy it. No, I, I played Game Pass version. That's where I got it. Oh, okay, so for me, I saw uh, someone in core chat said, anyone tried this Pal World? And I'm like, what a weird name, right? Pal World, that sounds like a game I would not play. Mm. And then I opened up Steam, and there was a big splash page, and I saw Pokemon and guns and went, interesting, <laughs> and, <laughs> and clicked. I, like, I like the guns part. I'm like, this looks, you know, satirical. This looks, there's something interesting behind this button. I watched the trailer, and I bought it. It wasn't even a hype purchase. I mean... It was marketing on the Steam page, so I knew something was going on. But it wasn't like, oh my god, everyone's streaming. I didn't even know everyone was streaming it. I thought maybe, foolishly, I had some fa- somehow found the hot new thing before everyone else. But I didn't. <laughs> I did not. I was still quite late. I mean, yeah. by a day, but you know, whatever. Um, and I logged in and just pl- I didn't. I w- the hype hadn't hit. Like we hadn't been having these conversations. So like a like a newborn or some sort of innocent, naive person. I just logged in, played, and it's good. I love Valheim. I love the um, V Rising. And I'm not big on the harsh. Like, I did pick up Rust and was interested in trying it because generally I think the harsher survival games that, like, look kind of ugly, I'm not into that much, but I haven't really tried them, so I was going to try Rust. But this is, I was like, oh, this is bright and colorful. It's like the Zelda aesthetic, which I like, but yeah. it's, I'm not really into the Zelda games, but I get to be in a world like that. And the Pokemon, they're well animated, cute, and I get to have guns and shoot them. The AI is terrible. There's like lots of stuff to critique in this. The AI is terrible. Um, 
you know, there's that server jank, but overall it is fun. Like this is a big recommend. I was so excited about it. I've already ordered a 32 person concurrent server for core patrons to log into and play. So I've had some of my subs on the Twitch channel log in. The password feature was broken. So I'm going to look into it after the show. And Scott, if you're cool, if you're somewhere we can post the server login. I am cool. Password. I'm very cool. Um, we can give it to patrons. So if you're subbed to the channel, yep. there's already some players in there. It hosts up to 32 people. And the servers are getting more stable by the day. So we've I've had less and less problems as I played. Um, and unlike V Rising, you won't lose your bases due to decay and shit like that. So they permanently stay there. Yeah. Um, and I already met some players out in the world. And this has like some bosses and stuff. It's just neat to log in and play with people also if this ever do take the server down i download the save files and can give it to anyone who wants to continue their save on their own um but yeah uh come come join my server where we play uh, uh the game and and really uh, just to get back to the actual substance of the game you asked if it was good yeah um every or many of the pals not pokemon i call them uh-huh. pokemon all the time many yeah. of the pals have upgrades where you can do extra things with them. Like you're showing this bird guy. I can't remember what he's called, like Nightwing. There's another player on the server. That's Bmog there. Um, I can fly. I can put a harness and fly around. Or I can ride wolves. Or I can pick up the Firefox like a squirter and shoot flame on everything. <laughs> just go, like they, like the, it's it's not just um, it's not just uh, what do you call it? Like um. That you're collecting Pokemon and putting them to work. You also can fight with them in fun and interesting ways and explore the terrain with them. And it's cool. Like this game is aces. Like there are some misgivings. There's lots to critique, but I've never played a game like it. And it's getting Bo to play Pokemon. I haven't played since black and white Game Boy days. Okay. <laughs> I played Unite. That's it. Yeah. So I'm loving a Pokemon game. My guy can be purple. That's great. Yeah, you do like um, a purple guy. I get it. And it's fun time. Is it the best survival game? No. Valheim holds that honor for me still. But it's fun. Like, when I pick up a game and then don't want to stop playing it, and when I stop playing it, I think, I can't wait to play it again. To me, that's the hallmark of a great game, right? Like, mm. the game I like, it's good. That's okay. this. All right. That's a, that's so, a, it seems like, if you know, despite all the talk and all the stuff, you're having fun in there, and that's good. Yeah, and so if you turn off the controversy, you will have a good time. And uh, like you, you are, you are making, you are making your, you're choosing to make yourself miserable. Not in this case. Like, like I said, no one's uh, the ethics on this. Leave it to Nintendo and Xbox to sort out. Because that's the other thing. I think if this thing smelled like Acid Flip, Xbox would not put it on the Game Pass. Uh, we can critique Xbox a lot or Microsoft, but they do curate their library pretty well. I would say. Yeah, I've never seen the shit I see on fuck. Sorry, I'm swearing a lot today. <laughs> I've never seen the shit I've seen on Steam yeah. on Game Pass, right? Yeah. Like Naked Lady Puzzle Time, like nine pieces, puzzle piece yeah. puzzles. And Sony, stuff. Like, Sony and Microsoft don't do it. Well, not here anyway, not in these territories. Programming and design has occurred here. <laughs> it's yeah. not an acid flip. So, you know, just enjoy the game. Yes. All right. So, now, yeah. uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. Oh, I was going to say, before I throw it to John, I feel like, Maybe I could be wrong, but it felt like everybody was looking for a fight. And yeah, I don't mean yeah. the companies. I mean, players were just looking for something to be mad at. And sometimes yeah. we love a good row and everybody getting all fired up about 
this thing, it's to me, it's gone to places where it doesn't make any sense that it's gone that far. It's like, it's, really? It's a new version of the Elden Ring. You know, when an Elden Ring comes out, there's the two. We said, I'm saying the same things we said while we were playing games earlier this week, but yeah. when, when, a, some, when a Souls-like comes out, there's a contingent that says, a real game, finally, no difficult, one difficulty for us all, get good. And there's another contingent that's like, you should put difficulty levels in games. And I'm like, I want both of them to shut up. <laughs> like, I just, they're both equally irritating. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. And that's kind of what this is. It's like, AI is the future. Suck it, Pokemon lovers. And then Pokemon people are like, no, my Pokemon. These aren't real. <laughs> These are fake Pokemon. You should buy this. You know, and it's just like, shut up. Like, you know, it got such a crescendo. I was just like, ugh, uninstall. Yeah. I don't want to do this right now. Yeah, and I, you're making Scott not want to play. And I got a server. You could come play it and we'd have a great time. Well, I might, I might do. Do you know if it's cross-platform because i'll fire i'll fire up the game pass one and just give it another um, shot um it's definitely i think it's cross-platform on pc pc okay i just don't know about the console version i yeah. really can't i've heard from people they can't log into private servers and console yeah i wouldn't be but surprised I don't, I don't know if that extends to the pc version and you know the, the fact the that it's early pass. access a lot of this stuff changes over time so we'll, we'll see what happens john yeah, let's so, let's uh, hear your take you played more than me so what do you think of it yeah i i think this game's great this game's awesome um, I'm not the biggest survival game fan. I kind of said this about, you know, Fortnite Lego. Um, but this has a good little twist with the pals and all the stuff they do, uh, that definitely is hooking me more than most survival games do. Um, and I, I think it's charming. I think it plays well. I think that a lot of things that irritate me in other survival games, this game doesn't seem to do. Um, it was very easy to, to understand and just start kind of getting going on it. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. Like, uh, again, my big takeaway, like there's a lot of stuff that are edgy, you know, things that people point to. They're like, you can butcher humans and eat them. And, you know, you can butcher your pals and eat them too. And like, that's fine for this game. Like, but it does also make me hope that, you know, I, I hope that we get some evolution in the Pokemon games uh, as a result of this too. Like this game is doing some very, very cool things. And I hope that, um, I hope that more people do stuff like this. Like Pokemon is such a cool concept that goes, uh, sadly, extremely untapped by, uh, Nintendo and game freak and all of that. Like, it feels like every time they step outside of their comfort zone, it is for something that feels more akin to a mini game than its own video game. Uh, and then when they're doing their main titles, it feels just very, very safe and like, well, it's this again. We, we put some more in it. We took some out. Like, now they're at the point where they just take Pokemon out these days. Um, so, I, I, to me, like, this is... This is a really cool glimpse of what other companies or even Pokemon could do. And I think hopefully this being a big hit leads to some of that stuff. But for the game itself, too, I also really like the game. Um, I'm going to stick with it. It's something else take its place, but I will come back to it for sure. I was going to say, we got a certain curly-haired purple suit wearing Yakuza member who's probably going <laughs> to bump you guys a little bit on what you're playing, but... Anyway, uh, well, there you, there you have it. That's our look at Pal World. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's dive into some other stuff that we played this week, including all three of us played Sea of Thieves, the new, uh, let's see, season 11 content, which uh, just launched, which includes a bunch of fast travel stuff, some quality of life stuff. Uh, we didn't get to mess with as much of those features as we had planned. But we ended up playing a really great three-hour session of Sea of Thieves and had a total blast doing it. I think I finally get it. Um, I played before a couple of times with some other people, one time with some randos, uh, a few times on my own. There's a lot I I already liked about this game, but it was never enough for me to go, well, I got to get back to this and play more all the time. Playing with you guys was so much freaking fun. Yeah. Now I'm convinced this is like a permanent rotation, this game. It's very, very good. And I get it. I finally understand. They've captured that pirate stuff really well. Um, the We are on the heels of actually Skull and Bones coming out. I'm very curious about how that actually turned out. Um, because it would be interesting to see what competition does in this space. But after playing this and having a good time with you guys, I'm like, well, what, what else do you need? This is pretty rad. Like this is a good pirate game. Like um, you're playing it at the apex of like all of its updates, quality right. of life. Like it's the best. It's probably the best time to play this game is right now. You know, so yeah. it's great. Yeah. yeah, real good time. Um, I don't know if we have any d- deeper thoughts than that, other than uh, you know, play with your friends. I still think the solo experience. I wish it was better. Like I wish they just gave me a skiff so I could just go screw around sometimes. Like I don't want to play as the dominant way, but I wouldn't mind having more. So, so uh, it's, it's uh, worth pointing out. Not it's not like an I told you so, so don't take it that way. But it's worth pointing out that like the lack of PvP is what finally made us like, yeah, we can play at our own leisure and enjoy it. And then when you got in and you know got into the PvP loop of someone sinking your ship, and then we were gonna sink someone else's ship, and we did sink someone else's ship. And then I was like, okay, let's go back to a not PvP server. You're both like, no. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And I was like, oh, so it just made me happy because I'm like, this game really just kind of, it's like a story generator. Like, it's not like a deathmatch thing, although it turned into that at the end with the two guys. <laughs> but, but, but it's like, it, 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 there's, there's like a story. It's like we're creating stories. We all have to work together to accomplish goals. It's cool. And I'm glad you guys responded so well to it. It was yeah, fun. It's really fun. Um, Took us a minute to just get our hands around. people should watch it, our VOD because there was great moments. And we had Jocelyn there sh- shouting, you know, giving us advice and telling us what to do and stuff. It was great. And we were doing things not entirely wrong, but there were times where we were like, we don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, it's like 
our first like session where we're trying, you know, everyone's trying hard a little bit and you know, it's like, of course there's so much, the problem is I'm always gone from that game too long that I, I have a vague sense of what to do, but not the exact specifics. Yeah. And there's stuff, there is knowledge. You do learn things as you go. Like you can charm snakes with your, with your musical instruments. It's also also champion of water tech in the history of video games. I've never seen cooler water water in my life. Yeah. Anyway, that should be a category at the video game awards. The <laughs> Best water of the year. Every yeah. year. Best yeah, just water con- of the year. Just constantly winning. Sure. Uh, it's also maybe the best case for each of us streaming on our own um, channels uh, yeah. of any game because I know people really responded well to being able to see the different things we were getting up to. Like, oh, guys, like multi stream? Yeah. Like, so you guys remember when you sent me on the assassination mission to go kill the skeleton <laughs> yeah. up on the top and stop the cannons from firing? We fired you out of a cannon, what, didn't we? What you what you didn't see is that I continued to shoot the cannon at you guys for <laughs> oh, a considerable <laughs> amount of time afterwards and kept going, oh, yeah, there's another skeleton up here. I got to get him. There's just another skeleton. Yeah, Bo and I were like, oh, that one was a little too close. I don't like where that landed. We were freaking out. That's <laughs> we're funny. Messing with us, were you? Oh, John geez. is the most like, ro- you know, when he always talks about being rogues rascal. in games, he's, he's a, a rascal, rascal, dude. Rascal. Full That's on rascal. rascal. Behavior. Yeah. Yep. It's like, where'd John go in, in Dwarf Game? Oh, I don't know. He built a tunnel someplace where we didn't get to use it or, you know, he's just got that thing going and I like it because he's a true rogue. <laughs> He's not just a rogue player. He's a rogue. He's a real rogue in real life. And you fired cannons at us like a bastard. That's amazing. Nice job. I mean, I didn't hit you. No, you didn't. Fine. No, we were fine. But it was fun. It's funny to hear that because I was concerned. I'm like, how hard are these to kill up there? And you were, it was you. It was you the whole time. (laughs) No, I killed him real fast. (laughs) He died real quick. And then I was like, I got cannonballs with me. Yeah. Game's great though. A couple shots. Just see how. Just see if I can hit the ship from here. I think these uh, the additions of the new the new season are really cool based on just what I knew that was there before. But like we say, you know, Bo's right. We're coming in at a time where it's kind of at the best it's ever been. But it it just felt great. Just felt really good and smooth and no issues and connectivity was great. And they've had five years, so happy fifth anniversary and your game is good. It didn't launch that way, if I remember right. I think it had some trouble at the beginning. Do you guys remember that? I think I don't remember it having trouble. I could be wrong, but I remember it having kind of a tepid reception because what Sea of Thieves does really well is it's a great sandbox to play in. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's a hard game to sell because it's like, well, you're going to make your own fun. And you go, okay, well, show me. Yeah. It's like, well, no, trust us. You'll make your own fun. Um, and I think there was less to do when the game came out. And I think a lot of people got in and went, well, what's the point of this? You know, and, and like they didn't go out and make the fun. And I think, you know, they did smart updates that directed that better and put people in the right direction to do it. Um, I think people were just initially a little lukewarm on it because I think it was a little basic. Out yeah. Of the gate. yeah, maybe maybe a little featureless, but uh, it's in good shape and we had a blast. And I wouldn't mind, you know, if we find out in the community there's some cool rival teams of pirates that we can, like, seek out and try to kill each other. I don't know how you can even arrange that, but because the game's kind of random on the who you run into front. But it's cool. More of that, please. Man, we killed those guys. I stole their boat at one point. That was oh, the most shit. fun. Gutierrez, <laughs> was that the one? The Gutierrez boat with the lady who wouldn't die? I hated her. 
Uh, we had well, no, it was Guta, 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 yeah. Guta something, Guta, Guta, Guta. Um, there's also <laughs> Alex. Oh yeah, yeah, Alex. And they kept popping. The, the problem is they were staggered on the respawns, and so were we. And so it was like I don't know. I don't know what to compare it to. It's like when we would play Heroes and we'd get totally off off our whack with that. But when show up, they had one of their long range weapons. Oh, by the way, just a small little art fart thing that I love about this game. When you use the far sight gun. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's yeah, a sniper. A long gun. Yeah. Um, it you it doesn't have a built-in uh, reticule or a crosshair. Yeah. It's a cra- the gl- the glass of the thing you're looking through is all warpy and effed anyway. But it's got a crack, two cracks, and they just kind of meet in the middle. And the and that's that's the crosshair is yeah. where the cracks meet. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Love shit like that. Anyway, that game's great. We should play it again. It's on our list. Let's keep going. You guys also played Yakuza Infinite Wealth. How far did you get? Yeah. To be fair, it's the first 10 hours, so not far. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not super but, far, but enough to know. I, I'm far enough to know that, man, am I happy with some of the changes they made to this video game. Sure, like, yeah. it doesn't have a lot on the surface. Like, if you look at it, it's going to look a lot like Yakuza Like a Dragon. But they made... It's one of those amazing things where when I played uh, the first one, uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, I was like, this combat is so frustrating at times because I feel like I should be able to move around, but I can't. I just kind of arbitrarily do it, and the enemies arbitrarily do it, and then I'm supposed to be hitting groups of enemies with things, and it doesn't ever work. And then this game comes out, does exactly that. You can move around during combat within a particular sphere during your turn, which allows you to use environment better, to line up shots, to basically turn enemies into bowling pins, um, do lots of cool things. The combat is still turn-based, but it feels a lot more active because you can do things within the field of combat. And it's just so much more satisfying this way. I, I really love some of the changes that they've made to the system. Mm. Is it me or did they tune? sounds like those guys in that old commercial, but they tune the graphics a little bit. It looks, it looks a little nicer. Yeah. Than, uh, so um, I think a new engine was put in place with the man who erased his name. If I'm not mistaken, I might have that wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Cause that game also looked tuned up too. Mm. And I'm pretty sure that's on display here because everything, everyone looks that much more sweeter, more sweaty. Yeah, more sweaty. Definitely when he gets to Hawaii, he's like got a thick sheen of sweat on him. I'm like, oh damn, Hawaii's hot. Yeah, lots of but, lots um, of little rendered hairs and stuff. It's it's looking good. Yeah, it look it looks good, but it scales well too. Like when it has to scale back for whatever reason, you know, like because mm-hmm. there's the high quality cutscenes and there's the gameplay gameplay cutscenes. Sure. So yeah, but like. So here's the thing about Yakuza games, because a lot of people commented, like, I played the first few hours. Sometimes when you play a game, you just want to jump in and immediately hit the sticks, right? Like, you're just like, I don't want story. Give me minimal story. Let me go. I want to do stuff, right? Do not have that mindset when you start a Yakuza game, because mm. this one is even, I think this one's even worse than the ones that have come before. Like, usually for any Yakuza game, budget like five to ten hours of no gameplay starting. Like, <laughs> If you don't, if you like, you have to know that going in. If it's not time to start that game, then just don't. Because I, I watched like both John and I are basically watching season one 
of a five season TV show. And uh, yeah, like the, oh, wow, that is the, like a ten episode. Uh, I mean, TV I show. played ten hours. I think I controlled the character about ten percent or less of the time. John, <laughs> does that sound about? We're both at the. Uh, we're both at Hawaii. On it. But yeah. I, the first five hours, I think I did combat three times. Like it's. I'm at nine point seven hours. So yeah, I'm at about ten hours, which means we are probably roughly at the exact same spot of the game. Because yeah. let me tell you, there's not a lot of nuance on what you can do even, for that. There's for even that a 10 point hours. where you're pushing a guy in a wheelchair, and you can move the camera. But can't control the push of the wheelchair. You just li- <laughs> you just listen to a talk, and I'm yep. like, so if you're not aware of what the franchise does, I can see Pete getting pissed. You have to understand, Yakuza lays a lot of foundation for the stuff that comes later. So you're in for ten or twenty hours until you're finally like set free on your sub stories and mini games and fighting and all that shit. So, right. Right. Um, but it's a good first 10 hours, you know, like, like literally I think the first five hours is like, like the epilogue is just helping a guy find a job, like an ex Yakuza, like, like, and it's just mostly movie. It's just like, there's not, you there's a few choices, but they don't really equate. Like this isn't a choices matter game. So they don't, you know, that doesn't matter, but it's great. I mean, I love uh, Sasuke. I, I have a feeling this fate's going to be bad, but you oh, know. I don't want it to be. He's so charming when he showed up uh, the next day with his hair all nerdy, like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to really try. I'm going to really do good. Uh, um, uh, I, I am loving this story so far. The first couple hours of the game does feel like it could have been an epilogue to the first game. Mm, sure. um, it really yeah. feels heavily tied into the yeah. first game. <laughs> there's, a that, whole, there's a whole sitcom dating situation where your two idiot friends help you <laughs> uh, ask a girl out. And you've never asked a girl out because you've been in prison all your adult life. So you're 40 and nervous as heck. Yeah. And and then you go on the date. <laughs> and there's, and you mess it up in the most epic. I didn't see it coming. That's why I like the rings I actually. Was good. Genuinely, even though it was kind of in the trailer and I was like, there was a line in the trailer that I could remember. And I was like, how are we going to get to that line yeah. that I heard in the trailer with the way this has started? It is spectacular. The way this <laughs> date crash and burns this yeah. date, this date ends with, an apology the next day, and then <laughs> apparently a one-year ghosting of not reading the other person's text <laughs> messages. Oh my lord! And this game is so funny, dude. Like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. amazing. I loved it. I love the way that Kasuga uh, frames everything in his head through his two friends. So, like, not only is he getting mixed advice from his two friends. And it's usually the advice is not good. It's like, hey, how should I wait for my date to arrive to a date? One tells him he should take a power nap on a bench um, (laughs) to be relaxed and be himself. And the other one says you stand and look in the direction she's coming, posing so that you cut an impressive figure the moment she sees you. Wow. Three Um, hours in advance of that time. You got to Yeah, three, three hours in advance of the date. And. So, but not only do they give you different advice, but then even when he's on his own and he's trying to decide how he should talk, he's like, should I be like this person or should I be like this person? As far as he's weighing options, he's viewing everything through the lens of his two idiot friends. And it's, it's spectacular. Like it is a slow start and a slow burn 
But oh my god, is it funny and it's so good. And Kasuga is just such a likable character. I heard someone in a review, um, I can't remember whose review it was, but they called Ichiban Kasuga a human Labrador. And I was like, that is the best description I've heard of him that, mm-hmm. that I've ever heard. Like, it, they absolutely nail it. He's so earnest and so loving and so good. And sees the and, good even in awful people. He's like, no, man, he's just like, you know, he's just having a bad time. We can find a way to make him feel good. Yeah. Instead, you know, instead of just killing the guy or whatever. Yeah, he's great. And people just keep taking advantage of him and keep hurting him. And uh, it's... It's incredible. Do you think the, I can't wait to play more. Do you think game. the slow burn at the very beginning and your point about it maybe needing to be too, or it's maybe too much epilogue from the previous game, is that more about just the fact that you just finished the previous game and moved right over instead of having a couple of years between? No, I, I don't mean that it's too much epilogue. I just mean it feels like it could be because it really like it. The very start of this game serves it, you're in a completely different place than where you are a couple hours in. Mm. And like, usually or, you would see in a narrative, like that would be your happy ending. And then you would open with things going differently. Instead, this opens with the happy ending from the last for several hours and then begins to turn. Uh, basically, okay. if, this, if this was a movie, it would start an hour eight of what we played. <laughs> like, cause the movie, like it's like, Oh, your mom's still alive. Here's a plane ticket. That happens eight hours in. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah, get the, to Hawaii like, right away. Like, you don't get to the whole... Hawaii is like doesn't even exist in the game. It's not even mentioned until like, you know, eight or nine hours. That's why it's like, holy crap. And like, that includes the dungeon and everything else. Like, there's stuff. Hmm. So, um, yeah, but it's good. It's that RPG thing. You know, that whole like Final Fantasy um, 3 ending where you get to talk to everyone or 3 in US, 6 in... Japan, mm. yeah, like that, that that extra like thick layer of narrative sauce, like it's that's that's the Yakuza games. Like you need to know that going in. But that is good. Honestly, I think, mm. I think that's I think I think Final Fantasy fourteen prepped me for Yakuza because that pacing is exactly why I think people get turned away from early mm-hmm. Final Fantasy because it is the same thing grown to an exponential rate where it's like so slow to start and it's like but it has a payoff we'll get there so yeah Bo and I are not to pay off necessarily yet although it is starting to get good we're starting to see the pieces fall into place and all of that but like Mm -hmm. yeah 10 hours in and it feels like I feel like 10 hours in and not only are we now only just getting past what they showed as their announcement trailer which was him naked on the beach like that was 10 hours in but like the whole thing is like it's Yakuza and uh in Hawaii, uh, it that took ten hours to get to. So, um, you yeah, know, right now the it's thing a slow I, I, roll. Right now, the thing I have to do is say aloha to people and then add them to my social network. Yep. Oh my gosh, the character who gives you the social network is one of the most bizarrely acted, voiced, and oh, she's a streamer. I've so ever did, seen. Did you do? Did you do the um, the host quests? Did you try any of the host quests in Man Who Erased His Name? I did. I did the one. Uh, so and there's, actually, there's a girl with glasses who actually speaks English. If you get yes, to know her, I went that, on a date with her. her. That's, well, her? that's her. She's a Japanese streamer. She's not a voice actress. That she's a big Japanese streamer. Okay, that makes yeah. a little more sense, and it makes me love the character even more because she is so like bizarrely written, where she just curses for no good reason in the middle yeah. of her sentences. She curses. She's a lot. just like, 
She's just like, yeah, well, we're going to download this mother effing app on your mother effing phone. <laughs> like, it's just in a polite conversation. I yeah. really, I really like it. It's it's just so weird. Um, yeah. But I told Bo this in his chat yesterday, and I don't know a better place to tell this story. But yes, in the previous game, like uh, Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name, they did something that I think is like maybe the most awkward I've ever felt playing a video game. Thank God nobody else was in the room with me when this happened. They make you go to a uh, a cabaret club because it's a more immersive experience and like they want you to try it out and report on it. And for that game, they filmed it. It's It's FMV. It's not... 3D models. It's actually a person sitting there talking to you and you are right up in their face while they're talking and going like, oh, what are you into? And all of that. It's really, really awkward. At least I thought I I maxed them all out. I thought it was awkward. And so the thing I told Bo yesterday at the near the end of it, it goes, well, do you want to give the person you're with a gift? And I was like, sure. So I opened up my inventory. I gave her a Mountain Dew. (laughs) (laughs) Made me laugh so much. (laughs) Because for whatever reason, they have a deal with Pepsi and the Yakuza games as of the last game, I think. Because it was in that one and it's in this one. I I also bought a bunch of Mountain Dew in this game in hopes that I can gift it to people. It's a good gift on a date. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it's actually branded Mountain Dew, and I just decided, well, this is just what I'm going to give people in this video game. Did she like it? Or sometimes they go, oh, that's nice. She was nice about it. She, like, there was a box. Like, it didn't cut to her holding a Mountain Dew, which I kind of hoped. I was like, ooh, this is a licensing deal. Like, maybe she'll be like, oh, a delicious Mountain Dew, and this will turn into a commercial or something. But no, it was in a box, and she just goes, oh, thank you, that's so sweet. And then the game was like, maybe you should consider giving gifts that people will enjoy. I was like, it's like, it's a delicious soda drink for her. Maybe she was thirsty. Yeah, you like, yeah. like a nice Mountain Dew, nice cold Mountain yeah, you, Dew. You, you won't max out her meter doing that, though, I'll tell you that. But no, that didn't. The reward isn't that great. It's just a very long FMV and them in a different scenario where you go on a date with them. But they're just like, one's like exercising, and the camera's going into titillating... Places. It seems incredibly giggling. awkward um, to one me. Of it was one so of awkward. Cooking food very badly. Yeah, but there's hearts and stars shining all over the place while the video is playing. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. Anyway. Sounds like this game's a winner. Yeah, looking forward to playing more for sure. Uh, do you think you're? I mean, ten hours in. How long to beat? Says seventy hours. You think oh, that's probably not all the side stuff. Probably get a lot more. Yeah, I'm definitely. That I usually seems do all the, very targeted. I, I think do all this the. This is going to be a lot longer. I do all the mini games usually, except for Shogi and Mahjong, because f those games. But um, <laughs> yeah, I know the, the the Stardew Valley. Like for sure, this will be more than seventy hours. Oh yeah, Valley. I want to hear about that. I guess you're not to where you can do that yet, though, right? Yeah, also, speaking of Pokemon ripoffs, this game does have a Pokemon ripoff. The last game did too, for that matter, but it was just collecting data. Mm-hmm. In this one, you can actually get your Sujimon to fight one another. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Sujimon battles. Yeah, Sujimon <laughs> battles are a thing, um, wow. and boy, they lean into it so heavily with the Sujimon. Like they, they. 
they're like, oh, this is Gen 2. Oh, we're going to a new region of the world. Like, they throw all the Pokemon phrases into the game yeah. as, like, you're going to find the creepiest people on Earth in Hawaii. Yeah. Instead yeah. of Pokemon, it's perverts. So that's... <laughs> yep. So are you, are you guys annoyed? Collect them all. I know we have a noted later, but we may as well bring it up now. Are you guys annoyed about the new game plus being hidden behind a $15 paywall? How does that land on you? That, I bought been... the max pre-order because it was a give me my money, give me my money situation. Sure. I don't think it's a good policy though. Yeah. Yeah. I um, don't, I don't like it. I don't know. I don't think it'll be necessary. I don't think they should do it, but like, I want these games to keep coming out. I don't have a problem supporting the games. Um, but the thing, like if you don't like it, don't buy it. I don't think it's going to be necessary. The thing I will say about New Game Plus, like I never played it on like a drive. It's such a long game. Uh, the last and I, to finish the pinnacle content, I had to get all my uh, I had to get jobs to level ninety nine and my characters to level ninety nine to do like the pinnacle uh, Millennium Tower mm-hmm. on regular game. The, I'm not going. I'm not going back to play a harder version of the. I just not interested. Like I, that's, I think they probably don't even need to put new game plus in this game. They just put it for the diehards. So they're trying to monetize them. I think it's a bad deal because they're not. There's no new content and it. it's kind of sucky. But yeah, fifteen bucks for is most up. of us, it doesn't matter because I don't think any. I don't think it's a game that's worth playing new game plus for personally. Uh, all right, let's move into our individuals. I am still playing Forbidden West to all the naysayers that say I will not beat that game. I am getting very Damn, far in it, and I you think I'm are beat it. Committed, you are I committed am. to getting through this time. Both the, my finishing of the first one and then this one, the story has just wrapped itself around me. I really am into it, and I don't know why I didn't feel this way before. Again, maybe the hype bubble, maybe another reason. I don't know, but it is very in my veins at the moment. I'm really into it. And loving it's it. It's coming to PC in March. Oh yeah, that got announced this week. So March is your your Forbidden West. Uh nice. and that will come with an unlocked frame rate, a bunch of built-in uh graphical options for high-end video cards, something else they mentioned. Oh, Seems John, like a good ultra deal. wide to support. Oh yeah, ultra wide support for the monitor don't you don't have, have an anymore. Ultra wide <laughs> anymore, but no. uh that's nice to see. Yeah. You know? The game's beautiful. I'll say that. I'm playing on PS5, but damn. Uh Get ready to have a beautiful PC port. I hope. I hope they nail it. They did. First one was fine. I think. Maybe a couple of uh, bugs in the early days of it, but I think that got fixed pretty quick. So I would this be game excited. Looks pretty sick. I should play it. It's cool, man. Story's great. Every time I see Lance Riddick, I get sad. Yeah, it's got like Transformers in it. Like Dinobots. It's got big old like some of the stuff you fight in this thing. It's like I don't know who's coming up with these ideas. It's amazing. And two is just having gone from one straight into two, it was really, it's really obvious the improvements and just the improvements graphically, but also face capture stuff so much better. The voice acting from secondary characters is better. It's just a better game. And I like how the inventory is handled this time around. It's just really good. Anyway, Forbidden West, rad game. Also grabbed Timberborn, which Bo had been raving about before. Yeah, big day, big day. Yeah, it turns out that game's very cool. And I was worried that the beaver thing would wear on me. Like, I'd just be like, oh, beavers, cute, <laughs> cute little beavers. Like, I, I didn't think I'd be able to take it as seriously. I, I was wrong. It's like, I don't know what it is. I don't know why that thing's got such a cool vibe, but it, it's really good. And they just added a feature that pollutes water like a the the new the latest patch feels like it's a nod toward all the fans like you are of um what's the one called 
that you love that everyone banished. dies banished. banished. They feel like banished level features where it's yeah. like uh, considerably harder for some people. The nice thing is the game's got like a whole bunch of slider options for for what you want oh, out of the city builder. They got new tier options too. You can put gardens on different floors. I yep. got to play again. Yeah. I was I'm you know what I'm just I'm, I'm mainly impressed with. Well, part of it is it's scratching some of my automation itch that I have all the time. Um, more than I thought. Most city builders don't do that for me, but this game is it has aspects of it that are kind of automation factorio style uh, uh you know, resource gathering and piping water around and that kind of thing. Um I'm not that far in, I'm maybe three hours in, but I really like Timberborn a lot. The reviews are I real. Also, if you like because a lot of these kinds of games are messy because they try to look realistic. This has a, a like a block based grid structure to mm-hmm. the map and environs. Yep, that kind of makes it easy to place and do things in sort of a neat, tidy way. Like there's something about the aesthetic of squares and cubes. Yeah, even though everything the buildings themselves look graphical, but like the structure of the game world, the board, if you will, right, is all done in like cubes and and squares, and like it's actually it's actually really appealing. And it kind of makes it easy to just grok, like, uh, if I put this here, how high will the water rise, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Which managing the water, also kind of a fun mechanic. Like, you can you can build lakes that drain the water out better. You can build dams, like the whole water. You can flood your place, and that yeah. sucks when that happens. Yeah. Um, it's This game is, like, like a absolute S-tier um, game, honestly. Like, if you want to lose... If you want a game where you're like, I'm going to play for an hour, and then you play for 14 hours, and then you go to work the next day, but you're at home, so you turn on your computer and pretend to answer emails while playing the game, also while at work the whole day. Not that I did that, but that's the kind of thing that can happen <laughs> yeah, with a game like this. Definitely can then happen. This is the game. This game, like, I, I love this game. This it's game really good. It also captures aces. a lot of what I loved about those those um caesar game what was the i forgot the name of the people who made it but like caesar pharaoh all those it's got some of that um in there as well the way the trolling works and some other things it's just really it got a vibe and i'm very impressed very happy to finally try it out um and it seems like they're getting close to 1.0 i think this is the year so uh watch for that also kind of the scalable difficulty if you don't like if you want to turn disasters off and and yeah bad things you can yeah you, know, you can totally control just it just the game to your pleasure and it's got it's one other thing i'd say about it. it's got one of these things that i wish more city builders did which is if all city builders at first dis- despite how good you think your tutorial is they're kind of overwhelming it's just like look sure, at all these man. boxes and these tools and this stuff and then you kind of get a, get your head around it. it takes a while this feels like i got in right away and just knew it like here are the here are some tropes about this kind of game, and I just immediately glommed on and went, "Oh, of course, this is that's what this is." So now I'll use that and do this, and I didn't have to have it explained to me. It's just very in- intuitive. Yeah, um, there's a simplicity I think to the mechanics, but then they get complicated as you put them to use, and then once you get used to the easy ones, the harder ones are not that hard to wrap your head around. Yep, big recommend. So the on only that. thing that's frustrating is flooding your damn city because it's. That's true. And now when you flush, <laughs> if you do it with the with the water that's tainted that came in this new update, I mean it'll just wipe yeah. all your shit out. You'll be done. Oh, so it's like poisonous and stuff. Yeah. I haven't tried that yet, but I saw some video and it looked horrifying. <laughs> what happens to you in there? But anyway, um I also played a little game on mostly Steam Deck but a little bit on PC called Kill the Crows. And at first glance, you might say, oh, is this another 
vampire survivors like. Uh, you wouldn't be, you know, wrong to visually wonder because it does kind of have that vibe. If you're looking at this video, you'll you'll know what I mean. Um, but it's very different than that. It is one shot kill will kill everything. Oh shit! You need to aim to kill dudes. You can move around. This person's not moving much, but it's okay. Has great keyboard and mouse support. Also plays great on controller. And you have a special move that you build up over time. The first one you get is like a fan move where you slow down time and then you highlight a bunch of dudes and then she goes and just fires off all her bullets and kills everybody. It's like this dark Western vibe to it. One hit kill on them and also you. You cannot take more than a hit. So it is difficult. And the more and way more of these guys keep coming in. They just keep rolling in. Uh, they're, they look like crows. That's the whole crow thing. I don't know the story. The story is a little vague, but it seems like there's like either a cult of crow like people or actual crows are making people crazy or something. Um, but it's got this, this great kind of Western vibe. And then you unlock other special abilities. You unlock other weapons. I'm not far enough to unlock anything because the game is hard as nails. Um, It's really hard. The person playing it on this video is very good. Nice nice idea and unique take on all this stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I love the look of it. It looks awesome. Yeah. It's all all very good. Um, How far I'll get, I don't know, because again, it's a big skill test and sometimes I just don't have the passion to to do that. But it was cheap. It was like three bucks and on sale. And I was like, well, I'm getting this. So I got it. Damn. It's cool. Sweet. Kill. Oh, no, there's a boss. She's about to have a boss fight. I've never seen one of these. Oh, shit. Anyway, um, it's called Kill the Crows, and it is available now for very cheap, even off sale. I think it's only five bucks. So uh, if that sounds like your jam, I'll see. There's this guy who's made of crows, basically. So this is a little more. Um, Wait, is this is this the name of his company? It must not be. What is it? Not, not everything's about Bebo. Shut up. <laughs> What is it? What does it say? <laughs> well, because uh, the name of his company is called Five Minute Lab, so I thought maybe it was like a you know, oh, made this in a weekend. Oh, kind of it might have. Like, I don't know. Five minute, like we, I make small games. You know, I mean, they take not a lot of time, but I don't. That's probably not why it's called that. I just took it that way. The other thing is, it's very satisfying. Oh, the unloading makes you walk slower and takes a little time, so you want to be careful with unloads or reloads. I mean, you only get five in your chamber, like a regular pistol. Um. The shooting, like killing a dude, just feels so good. It's just like, bam, they're dead. And it doesn't matter how big and beefy they are, except for the bosses, they just go down. Um, and they are, you know, they're hard. Some of them are harder because they shoot at you, some are melee, whatever. You get a little bit of a warning when they're about to shoot you, but if you're smart, you'll get it. It's rad. It's a cool game. Awesome. And I also played the Shapes 2 demo, Shapes of the Z 2. Shapes with the S and a Z. Yeah, that came out on Tuesday, so uh, everybody has access to this free demo now. It's a surprisingly in-depth demo. I actually got it a little early from the devs, the demo anyway, not the full game. I don't know. You know, they they seem to be pretty on... I mean, this is really polished, so I think they're closer than not to full release of the game. But, man, Shapes with a Z, baby. It's so good. <laughs> Super into that demo. It's very good. All right, John, you played uh, Morga Yakuza. We mentioned you beat Like a Dragon, the first one. But yeah, you, you, I beat two Yakuza games since last week. Yeah, that's a uh, crazy. crazy. By, it's insane, crazy, by the way. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of... How does one I do that? Finished, uh, I finished Yakuza Like a Dragon, and then I went right into Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name, and I played through and I beat that. And... Um, 
Um, look, I'm well, not going to say that it was an ideal situation. One, I played on easy. Two, I, uh, you're I, hauling I, ass. You had to pretty hurry. much focused mainline stories much as I could. Like I actually really liked the man who erased his name. And mm-hmm. so I did get caught on a lot of like side activities. I actually think that game handled side activities really, really well in a way that made me want to keep doing them. Um, and I found really fulfilling. So there was a lot to like there. I also think that uh, the man who erased his name has one of the coolest settings in a video game that I've ever seen. Like mm. you go to a place called the castle and I didn't I've I haven't been this excited about going to like a sudden place that I wasn't expecting it to be what it was since the golden saucer. Like wow. all of a sudden I was just like, oh, my gosh, this place is incredible. This place is amazing. Um, what a cool setting for that. But I didn't do everything. You know, I didn't become like the Coliseum champion. I didn't oh, yeah, rank up my cool. social yeah. skills all the way. Yeah. Like it was definitely designed to get me through the story as as quickly as possible. But the story was really cool. It was really good. And it it I get why everybody was like, hey, John, I would try and play this before Infinite Wealth. It did add a lot to the ending of Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, it builds off of it in a really fulfilling way. Um, you know, Bo has talked about this game before. Everything he said about the game is spot on. It is absolutely ridiculous that Kiryu thought nobody would recognize him just by putting on some, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> some sunglasses that he went for the... He went for the Superman that, disguise. But, but the whole game is called The Man Who Erased His Name. Like, they use so many words to be like, he's a secret, but he's not. You know? Everybody, no, and that's the other thing is nobody really falls for it, but they also kind of do. Like, it's this weird thing where everyone's like, we know you're Kiryu. And he's like, I'm not. And they're like, but we know you are. And he's like, well, I'm not. And they're like, prove it, you are. And he's like, I'm not. And they're like, we know you are. Stop lying. And he's like, I'm not. So they're like, fine, we'll fight you. And then he wins the fight, and they're like, I told you. <laughs> like, it's, so, <laughs> it's so weird the way it happens. But it's funny, and it's endearing, and it's good. Um, and the ending? Did it? The ending did get me. Um, I will say this. Like, okay, so I just nice. beat both these games. Um, I actually got far more choked up from the ending to Yakuza Like a Dragon. There okay, was something yeah. about there was something about Ichiban's like plea. I just realized I was about to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah. Um but Ichiban's heartfelt plea of uh, uh, at the end of that game got to me a lot more than what happens at the end of the man who erased his name. But my son was sitting next to me watching he what what we do is I have two monitors. And he go, he'll say to me, Dad, office, watch cars. So I go, okay. So he comes in and he plops down in an office chair next to me and I play games on one monitor and he watches YouTube videos of cars on the other monitor. And he's jazzed. He That's loves amazing. This. That it sounds amazing. It is his favorite activity. He asks for it by name. And during it, he will just get jazzed and he'll go, Dad, play games. I watch cars. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, yeah, man, that's what we're doing. Um, and having him sitting next to me uh, when some of the dialogue was spoken near the end of the man race and them, I was like, I'm going to get through this. I'll be OK. Like, I, I might not have been if I had played a lot more of the Yakuza games um, and had a much closer relationship with Kiryu. But the most I had actually played was um, 
uh, zero, which I didn't finish. Uh, and so I, I was like, I, I definitely saw why it was emotional. And it was very good, but it wasn't I, hitting me. I, I and then some of, of the dialogue he got, and I just looked over at my son and I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, some of it's the context, uh, but also um, kind of a, a shaft that he wasn't nominated at VGAs because it was the performance. Like, basically your cries for like five minutes straight like this tough guy character who's never cried is bawling his face off it's like, ugly like, crying too they yeah. animate snot they animate it, it, the whole deal like wow. the animation's good but the voice actor like he's talking and snotting and bubbling through the whole thing Are you talking about Jap- in japanese in japanese because that's what i play okay because i was gonna say it, like that's how i played it but so, it's still yeah. got, it was like the emotion so much like yeah, that's hard to perform and it's five minutes of it. Like it, it's not like two seconds. It's not. It felt longer because it was something. It was. It's literally long as shit. He's he's tear. His face is streaming with tears the whole time. It's beautiful. Like I just maybe because I was alone. And like you said, you had some distractions, so it maybe didn't hit you as hard. But like yeah, like I was just wanted just crying. Like oh my god. It was good. Game has that effect very, on you. It was very emotional. It was very yeah. good. But yeah, I liked both those games. You know, I've had a lot of people say, um, as I started this, I've had people tell me like, oh, I just couldn't get into the turn-based game or I just couldn't get into the action game. I liked them both. I thought they were both really good. Um, they both brought their own feel to it. Um, i very intrigued by what Infinite Wealth is doing in terms of... Um, Kind of incorporating like the action character for into all they've the for all they've game. Uh, for all they've shown in Infinite Wealth, because a lot of it has already happened in the first ten hours. I have no idea. Like knowing there's another sixty hours, like it could go anywhere. Like I have yeah. no clue. Hmm. That's yeah. good though. Um, so is... I've, it turns out this series is a series I really love, and who knows? Oh. Maybe at some point I go through and play through all of them again. Now I do. Personally, I do enjoy the turn-based combat more than the action. I just do tend to get a little sick of the button mashy combat at a point. Um, but that's just my own personal feelings on it. I don't think it's necessarily bad. I just, by the end of it, I was like, yes, and now we're going to have a fight. <laughs> it's going to go like this. Yeah. Uh, whereas I did feel, now, Like a Dragon has a insane difficulty spike. Uh, all of a sudden in like definitely two major encounters, kind of three, mm. like one, I never felt in danger of losing the, it wasn't the last fight of the game, but I would say the last boss. That's an actual challenge of like a dragon. Um, I was at no danger of losing that fight, but Amon it took Tendo. forever. Tendo. Yeah, Tendo's. Tendo took so long to beat, and it was like, I'm not going to lose. So it's not interesting enough to where I'm like, oh, I might die. But it's like, it's just a gauntlet. But um, the fight with with, uh, Majima and, uh, what's his name, the other guy? Oh, Sejima? Yeah, the two of them, that was the first, like, oh, my God, this game when they is... start throwing like real boss, like Final Fantasy Ruby Weapon style boss, like not maybe not Ruby Weapon, but like they throw big names at you and they're not designed like the punks. They're bot full no, bosses. No. You find out why they're why they're legends. And I yeah. did the Kiryu fight on 
um, I'm sorry, the Joryu fight on uh, oh, yeah. on stream. Yeah, it's, sorry, it wasn't Kiryu. It looked. Oh, they don't like even him. call him. He's just called the Dragon. Like, that's the other thing too. Is like <laughs> he's the Dragon in Dragon Quest. They make a big show of him being a dragon. So yeah. those fights in particular were insanely tough. But I, yeah. you know, I had a great time with those games all all the way through and. I'm a big fan of the series now. Yes, I'm I got I got one of the hosts now. We'll just have I'm to get converted. It's what so Scott's good. done with the Forbidden West or Horizon. We get him on the Yak- Yakuza train. Maybe. I might, yeah, I mean, I'm, like I said, I got pretty far in that game. The first one, or the not the first one, but the the uh, yeah, like a dragon. Like a dragon. I just need to get back to it. John, you played something called Home Safety Hotline. You're not the first person to mention this name this week. <laughs> Apparently, it's cool. That's a game. Yeah, what is Home this? Home Safety Hotline is an awesome video game. Uh, so what this game is, is it loads like you are loading a Windows 95 desktop and you are going to work in a call center. That's basically the premise. You got your desktop. There's a little video you watch that's a little off-putting. Uh, you know, it's like a commercial talking about what the home safety hotline is. It's like, hey, you know, we're a hotline you can call to get information with all sorts of environmental dangers that can happen within your home, whether that is, you know, mice, bed bugs, um, black mold, uh, metamorphosis, any th- like f- house fires, like any sort of thing like that you can uh, you can call us for. And so the whole premise is you log into this 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 client within the game and then you will get phone calls and you answer the phone call. and They're basically like, hey, yeah, uh, there's squeaking in my walls uh, and I uh, don't like it. What what can you tell me? And you, you know, put them on hold and then you look through a list of things to try and determine what could be squeaking in the walls you go like, oh, it sounds kind of like mice. You read the description on mice. You send the information to them, and they go, oh, yeah, thanks. And they get off the phone. And then you, you know, you do find out if you sent everybody correct answers or not. And then as you go forward multiple days, things you unlock more and more home dangers that you could possibly run into. Some common things we all might experience, like having hobs in your house or a basement slug. Um, you know, just things that everybody encounters and everybody knows what it's like to deal with. Um, one of these reviews in here says papers, please with cryptid horror. Would you agree with that sentiment? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot like that. I, I mean, it's very simple. It's very basic, but I'm having a, I'm having a really good time. Like it's a great, I didn't want to stream it because for me, what I did is I went and I I grabbed my wife and I was like, hey, you want to play a game together? She's like, "Okay," And I was like, come here. And so we sit down and try and figure these out together. And it's it's not an official like co-op or multiplayer game, but it's a fun game for us to sit there and, you know, put the people on hold and go, what do you think it is? What do you think it is? And have arguments about how I swear to you, it's carpenter ants. (laughs) It's not carpenter ants. Um, but it does eventually start to get a little darker, a little more sinister, and it is kind of funny. Um, you know, some of the calls are really, they're all voice acted, even though it's supposed to be like a Windows 95 thing. It's got, it's got this perfect voice uh, system, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I don't think it's a very long game. Um, I haven't beaten it yet. We only had one night to sit down and play it, um, but it, 
it's it's a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun with it. They do weird things to kind of twist twist it on its head. Uh, you know, it's got some of that portal stuff where it feels like there might be a story happening within the story to a degree. Mm. Um, and maybe there's some layers to it. You know, uh, like we got a call from somebody who said they had a cat and they said the cat's name. And then for some reason, like the next day, the office had a cat by the same name. <laughs> this it's like why is that <laughs> you know like yeah, it's a what, what what is there a reason to that um so anyway like i'm having a good time with it it's it's really cool i need to i need to wrap it up one night when we can both play again i just don't want to play it without her well i just marked it as a possible grab because that sounds like my jam uh, and the interface stuff is the stuff you'll really like. Like mm-hmm. it all feels like you're on a old Windows 95 PC doing weird stuff. I like the credits, the credits <laughs> is a notepad file that you open up. Really? Yeah. You, you double click it and it tells you, and you can scroll through who did what. Yeah, and it's just the notepad that you scroll through. Yeah, it's good. that's funny you bring that up. And I think Notepad's getting killed this week or something or the next what? the really? next windows 11 I use notepad all the time this is a problem for me well, i you, like i like notepad i think it's maybe it's not notepad is it WordPad or something something that's being deprecated WordPad makes more sense yeah maybe that's it i can't remember what Take i read my notepad from me i need that <laughs> you need that shit uh john you also uh frog wrestling happened and soon it frog wrestling will didn't, Oh, go ahead. It didn't happen yet. Oh, all right. But I do want to give an update on Frog Wrestling. Here is the here's the official encore update of Frog Wrestling. We've been on hiatus for a while. I said I was going to take a break going into the new year. Frog Wrestling is starting back up next week, next Wednesday. We're Ooh. going to be starting Frog Wrestling back up. Now, there's a little bit of a caveat to this. We're going to we're going to run through starting next Wednesday and we're going to go through all of February and the last frog wrestling of February is going to be a big blowout pay-per-view and we're going on break again. Oh man. Because uh one the month of March is going to be insane for me. In fact, I wouldn't even be surprised if I might miss a core or so. Uh life stuff, it's good stuff. I can't talk about it yet, but like it's going to be very, very hectic. Yeah. But also the first week of March is when WWE 2K24 comes out. And so I'm going to give myself the month of March to move all the assets over and put everything in WWE 2K24. And when we come back um, in April, we'll be playing on the new game. Nice. So that's that's the plan. We're going to be back for a little bit, build up to a big free preview, put all the titles on the line, and then we'll be over on the new game when we come back. In. And is it confirmed you can move all your assets over? No. No. We <laughs> don't know yet. That's why we're doing the big uh that's why we're doing the big blowout free preview is uh, as far as I'm concerned, I mean the story's still going to be the story. I don't have control over it. It's whatever the computer does, but things will be very different when we come back because, you know, New game. Things go away. There's wrestlers who I have used entrances and music and stuff for that aren't with the company anymore. So I would be surprised if they're still in the game. Um, there's new stuff that I might want to make use of. So as far as I'm concerned, April would be like a season two. I did see someone say season two starting. April will probably be the more official season two start because everything will be different. Nice. Although I can't imagine Bo not having a VR headset on. <laughs> yeah, no, that has to happen. We'll Hello. See. 
We'll People see. are also, uh, there's heavy, heavy descent. I, I floated the idea that maybe now's the time we take the jorts off of Scott. People don't oh. happen. So Yeah, I don't think I can. I, I also like 80% kind of, of his power. Yeah, I also don't don't believe that necessarily should happen. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see, well, we'll see what, the, what the options are in the new game. Yeah, maybe the jorts, some, yeah. you know, maybe there's six different kinds of jorts. I don't know. Oh, I mean, clearly they're listeners of Core. They've really advanced that game forward. And uh, wouldn't it know. be funny if they did? And they put some stuff in there. Just <laughs> it would be great, dude. Like a way nice. better VR helmet for you that says Core on it by default. <laughs> yeah, it just says Core. That's not even subtle. That'd about be it. amazing. I'd be down for lake. that. They could wheel me out in the lake. Yeah, why not? Quick lake run, <laughs> assisted lake run what we call that yeah it's like a pool but shaped like a lake sure exactly um all right awesome you had some good games this week Bo. what did you play you played order and defiance so, Ooh, and this is your t- well, tabletop this is good the times. D- D&D. yeah yeah so episode one came out and i just want to let people know because some people like the dming there'll be dungeons not a thing and you know who knows we might get scott and john in there it's not it's not some exclusive venture by any stretch but if i am dming and so we're doing it like once a month and it's on the big thing I want to say is the first episode's out because last episode was zero. It's just D and D. There's a sh- right now they're under a house and there's a little literal shit river uh, in there. So it's it's the kind of DMing you've grown. Sounds like used a bow campaign. Yep. Yeah. Um, they they meet a guy uh, who likes mushrooms and he refers to his mushrooms as mushroom kingdom and his mushrooms as a subject. And Dasmer um, likes to uh, you know he's a druid and he likes mushrooms, so they're having conversation about mushrooms it's great with uh, mushrooms like elf farts and um, um, throat grip but anyways all i want to say is if you're interested in the audio feed i did finally make it i spent way too long trying to learn how to install an ssl certificate on a website because apparently no one could open your website without an ssl certificate true what a pain in the ass holy shit yeah but um anyways it's all live so there's an audio feed I also moved the all my feeds over to Acast now as well, so just be on the lookout for that if for some reason you're subbed to something I did. But there's an audio feed for Order and Defiance up, so nice. go to com. you'll find that shit. Nice. That's it. Yeah, it's fun. d d It's a good time, turns out. Now, the one game uh, everybody was talking about before Pal World that was going to be the big survival bomb dropped this year was this game called Enshrouded. And then Pal World happened, and now no one knows about Enshrouded. So please tell me. How enshrouded is, and if it's good, what, I'm buying. Which it. is funny. It's just funny because uh, Shroud is playing enshrouded. That's he's kind of taken the meme up because his name is in the game. But. Sure, so I, I think some people are playing. Like it is getting hitting some ripples. This is all right. So if you're not into Pokemon and don't want to survive, you should just play both. It's not an either or. But enshrouded is take Valheim mm. and turn down the simulation meter a bit and turn up the third person action RPG up a bit. And that's what you got. Ooh. So sounds good. It's to me. still, it's still not the best survival in my opinion, because survival game in my opinion, because when Valheim, when I chop trees down, the trees land on the ground and roll around and can injure things. There's a simulation aspect. And this one's like, you chop a tree down, then it turns the collision box turns off and it just, floats into the ground it's really dumb um but different survival games for different tastes it doesn't mean it's bad it's just this one is do you like zelda do you like elden ring do you like horizon zero dawn do you like third person action great 
I've got a game for you where also every now and then you have to build a house. <laughs> and that's what this game is. This is like life. Basically. This is like the game of life. You do every once in a while you yeah. gotta build a house, but otherwise you kill some demons yeah. and then it's like, oh shit, you gotta build your house and build some new weapons. But it has loot drops, like you can get an uncommon, rare, epic item and you can upgrade them. It's just in most games you get the item and you gotta take it to the blacksmith who'll do things. In this game, you gotta rescue the blacksmith, build the blacksmith's kiln and his forge and put a roof over his head and then do the same thing as you would do in a game where you don't have to build things. Now, I'm being a bit facetious about it because it's very good. You, there's a lot of tools um, for building things. The menu system's not my favorite. It's a little obtuse, too many non-game screens and button clicking, hmm. but it's not terrible. It's just not the best. But the action's fun. You know, you, you parry... It's just like Elden Ring. It's like parry, block sometimes, hit, uh, stagger them. They have a stagger meter, do HP damage, get items of varying rarity, upgrade them, get armor. And the world is, again, kind of, it's graphically a lot more natural or Unreal Engine-y than like a Valheim that's stylized and voxel-y. Um, but it's still good. Both are good. This is good. Looks good. This still uses um, voxel. This uses voxel. It still building, uses right? voxel for its like yeah. But I'm just talking that look of like oh I see what you mean the yeah. pixelated vo- when they when the graphically Valheim you know looks right. has that pixelated voxel look. Um, I think this is just that it's like world uh, construction. So um, <clears throat> what's cool about this is you can set up a server, but it, I, this isn't this is less of an MMO server. You should just kind of play multiplayer with people and, and have progression through the world. It's got a gigantic map. It's not randomly generated. It's a static map. It has like, but the good part about that is that it has settlements that you explore dungeons, castles. Like it's, it's designed as like an adventure game, but with the survival thing in it, the amount I played so far, I enjoyed fun game. I think I would get more out of this playing with some people regularly. Um, but I don't think this is like power world. We're setting up a server. Anyone can drop in. It's fun to have people around where you can team up or not to me. Cause this is a progression game. It feels more like a Baldur's gate thing. We're probably, maybe you do some building on your own, but I wouldn't want to progress the campaign without my multiplayer people. You know sure, what I mean? Sure. Um, yeah, but it, it, the combat is, I think I haven't, because I'm not very far in the game, like I played maybe 10 hours. Um, it's It kind of ranges from easy to really hard, um, but it's not, you know, as challenging or balanced maybe as like a, a, a an actual action RPG. That's the, sort of the trade-off. Okay. And um, the main loop is uh, you, you there's these areas that are enshrouded. It's basically like an oxygen timer. So you go where it's enshrouded. You have five minutes to get in, get out, do what you need to, or clear the enshroudedness by killing a big root and then there's like big bosses and stuff and that's it but it's good it's fun Uh, again i played it i was like i don't know about this and then i kept playing and playing and playing you know like that that feeling of just sticking around and playing more i got that from this i'm you know a little bit frustrated because i want to play infinite wealth but i'm like shrouded might be fun to get back to it has a little bit more of like a progression tug than pal world does like pal world's kind of like sandboxy and this one's kind of like there's levels to explore things to get and, you know, story to push forward. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it looks really interesting. I think I'm going to grab good. it. Early access. So again, any of these games, including Pal world, 
you don't need to play right now. They're not released. <laughs> yeah, they're like, not done. I'm looking forward to Valheim release. Like once Valheim releases, I'm going to be trying to get a start to end game session, session maybe like a month or whatever. You know, <laughs> do play the actual game from start to completion uh, when it's finally freaking out. Yeah, so cool. these games they're also in early access, so you know you can play them now, but also they're not really out yet. So cool to wait too if you want. Yeah, I don't know what their their uh, timeline looks like, but. My guess is this isn't yeah. even a 2024 1.0 release, probably next year. I, yeah, I w- if you like survival games, I couldn't even tell you which one was better. Like, mm. if you don't like survival games and want an on-ramp, I can tell you which to pick. Like, if you like Pokemon, go Pokemon. If you like third-person action, go that one. Mm. But these are both solid survival games if you like the survival genre. Pretty good uh, week for new games. Tekken 8 just came out yesterday, 90%. Uh, on Metacritic, like a dragon, it ninety. Fa- it looks fantastic. Yeah, kind of across the board. Just some good stuff already this year. Skull and Bones I coming. Like I know I'm. I know I'm alone in this, but I'm holding out hope for Skull and Bones. All right, I just am. Yeah, I f- that I feel and like Suicide I w- Squad, Scott. They're going to be the big, big hits. Get ready, line uh, up. <laughs> I feel like though this week, like I don't often feel this way about games, but I just feel like this week lasted like a month. <laughs> it does, doesn't the, it? it really because does. of the games, usually it lasts a month for other reasons. But there's just like so much controversy, yeah. so much bullshit, yeah. and like. I went from like, I don't know, like kind of mulling around old library to like, I've got three games I want to play all at the same time. Like, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's a lot, but we're here for it, baby. Uh, excellent. We're going to take a break. When we come back from this break, we got a quick Dear Martha, and we're also going to do an email, a text, and a phone call. Ooh! So Ooh. stay tuned, everybody. Don't go too far. We'll be right back. 
Uh, we're going to go ahead and get straight to uh, what's next. And what's next happens to be something very thrilling and exciting, and that is an episode of Dear Martha. Yes, that's right. John has prepared a little something. Looks like a review today. Is that what we're doing? No, we're doing a game show. It's oh, the oh. Uh, Dear Martha Steam Review Game Show Core Multiplayer Edition. I'm on the wrong tab. That is fantastic. Well, let's oh, do it. Sick. Anything special we have to plan for or do or say? Or? Nope. So as usual, what we're going to do is I'm going to read a Steam review in the Dear Martha style, and then I'm going to give you four game options that that review was for. They just so happen to be the past four games that we played for Core Multiplayer. So this review is from one of the four games we played recently. And uh, we'll see if you guys recognize where this review might have come from. All right. Fair enough. Here we go. My dearest Martha, people die when they are killed. Yours in this life and the next. (laughs) Box. (laughs) I didn't expect that. I don't know why I didn't expect that. That's it. There you go. Now, was that review, we're going in reverse chronological order here, from A, Sea of Thieves, B, Deep Rock Galactic, C, Lethal Company, or D, The Finals? Lethal Company. It's got to be Lethal Company, because you don't die in anything in those other ones. You all respawn in them. Sorry, when you get killed, you die? Uh, People die when they are killed. People die when they are killed. People die when they are killed. This I mean, feels I'm going with Lethal Company, but it's so yeah, it's so obtuse. I'm like, uh... all right, I'll you know what? Same. I don't know. <clears throat> the rest of those don't fit. All nope. right, yeah. With, uh... 1,117 hours at the time of the review, Box wrote this review for. Sea of Thieves. Ah, damn it! <laughs> but you don't I can't die. Figure out what it means. You don't die. Wait, you respawn. I was like, you kind of don't respawn in Lethal Company. I but. I don't know. I saw this and I was so perplexed by the review. I thought, well, that applies to. It feels like every game and no game. So we'll just. Was this a, like you know one. you did you find this review helpful like a thousand people <laughs> upvoted it yeah a lot of people upvoted it yes it's a very upvoted review I'm shocked by this all right well that guy knows something we don't is my is what I take from that uh, excellent well done always fun let's now walk over here to this thing which I don't have in front of me hold on a moment there it is okay here we go that's a good question we got some feedback this week let's start with our core core respondents. Uh, from an email, form of an email. Uh, this is Charlie B wrote in and says, has anyone on the show played Lies of P? It's a fantastic Souls-like game that draws inspiration from both Bloodborne and Seriko. Uh, Cer- Sekiro. Sekiro. My, my lord. Um, I know Souls-like games aren't exactly Scott's favorite genre, but I could see John or Bo playing it. Just wondering if anyone... Uh, had it on their radar. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Listening to Core is the highlight of my week. Well, thank you, Charlie B. Um, I'm. I think I'm the only one that played it. I played. Oh, you, you played, played it? it. I played Liza P. Yeah, I talked about it on the show. You never. Did How many you? minutes? Yeah, not very long. I played maybe two hours, but enough. You know, more than just a little. Um, well, it I is. Don't, I don't. I don't, I don't listen that. to the show. I don't remember that at all. It is very Souls like, so it didn't keep me past the two hour mark um, for the, all the reasons I've talked about over the years, and it's not. 
you know, I could tell that I was playing a quality product while I was playing it. It's just not my jam. And I think where I gave up was about two hours in, I had a horrible walk back from a, a, a death that just made me go, oh, right, these games sometimes really punish you for dying. And I hate that feeling, so I quit playing. Uh, that being said, I know it was well-received. People really like Liza P. And I thought it looked really cool, and the vibe of the whole thing was rad. I just That's as far as I got. But I don't think you guys played it, or did you? Not yet. It's on my radar, but it was one of the things that got missed in a very busy year of gaming. I'll probably go to it at some point, but... Yeah, it's yeah. The way I'm, I think, I'm about not it. in a rush, but I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Like, the way I think about these games is not like I need to play every one of them. It's I enjoyed Elden Ring. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. You're good. I'm choking on pepperoni skin. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like stuck back there, you know. That sounds gross. Uh, pepperoni yeah. skin. <laughs> they got me with the pepperoni skin. Um, I played Elden Ring because it was finally me dipping my toe into that genre. I enjoyed it. And I'm like, not in a rush to play any more of them. Mm. But I will play Visions of the Earth Tree. Like, when when the Elden... Because I'm like, when the Elden Ring X-Pack drops, then that'll be a revisit. Like, that's sort of how I'm thinking of it. Because I don't play them all, right? So, all right. You know. When does that do? Uh-huh. Soon, right? I don't know. But they're taking a good chunk of time, so I have a feeling it's going to be like a meaty good one, like a reason, a really good reason to step back into that game. Yeah, and um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, there's been a couple that look they look cool, but I'm like, they, you know, you're looking at a hundred to two hundred hours. I'd rather uh, I'd rather try to figure out how to marry Sachan than. Uh, <laughs> than yeah, you know, <laughs> it depends on what you're in the mood for right now, right? Yeah, like, like yeah, anything. It's, just, yeah. it's it seems cool though, like. I, uh, two hours isn't enough to say whether the game was great, but the reviews were all pretty glowing. It's on Game Pass, so I, you know that was low entry barrier. Um, and this this taking of the Pinocchio world in the direction that this game takes it is so unique. I've never seen anything quite like it. It's also very French. I don't know if it was French developed, but it feels so. Everything about it's very French. Um, Hmm. it's cool. It's a very different take. So I guess I really respect it for just not being the same old thing. Like setting wise, it was like, we're going to do something totally different. And they did. Uh, so Charlie B, I'm glad you're enjoying it. And it sounds like John might one day and who knows, Bo may have a change of heart. Yeah. I'm not saying no. Yeah. Just that's why it hasn't hit the priority for me. We got a text that asked this question of John. Can John say Google, Google, Google goobers? Oh, we got the answer on Scott. Right I, I can't do it. I'm not a good, uh, what do you call it again? What's it called? I forget what it's called. Uh, tongue twister. Tongue twister. I can't yeah. do those very well. We've already proven that you're very good at it. But do, let's do this Google goobers like 10 times or five times or whatever it is. Okay. Uh, now, you know, not to immediately make excuses. I am feeling a little gross. I'm a little phlegmy. My lips are kind of sticking together, but I'll do the best I can. All right. Um, at least right. pepperoni skin. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but no pepperoni skin yet. But the, you know, there are worse problems to have. I guess. All right. Uh, okay. Google goobers. 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 There. That's enough. Disgusting. Should I keep going? No, I thought you're only. I thought you're only supposed to say it once. No, you're supposed to. You're supposed to say it fast. Like you could say anybody can say uh, Google goobers. Yeah, like, if you do it slow. Not Scott. He <laughs> not <first> me. <laughs> Yeah, I stumbled on the first read, but no, yeah, once again, just proves John's tongue twister uh, 
E-peen. Google goobers, Google goobers, Google goobers, Google goobers. You have to Google say it fast, goobers. though. I <laughs> think fa- the idea is that you fast. I'll Google do goobers, Google goobers, Google goobers. <laughs> I'll try it again. <laughs> Google goobers, Google goobers, Google goobers, Google goobers. I can't do it. Goople. Goople goopers. Goople goopers. Yeah, John's the master of that. I, I can't do it. No. Uh, thank you for that he's text. Got, he's that, premium mouth control. <laughs> that was an anonymous person. I have, I have no idea who that was who sent it, but I love that they did. Jay Terry, though, also texted us and says, the only actual exposure I have to Baldur's Gate 3 is hearing you guys talk about it. Uh, I've avoided it entirely based purely on it being such a huge hit, knowing full well I would enjoy it. Uh, we got a you texting We got a me. Scott. Yeah. We got a, People we got a, like it? Like, no. I, but I like the, I know I will <laughs> love this game, so I've avoided it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are it you doing? It sounds what, insane. What I realize that this kind of stuff sounds insane, but I am with Jay. Not every time, but a lot of times I just, I, I get so annoyed that it just distracts me while I'm trying to enjoy it. Like all the talk around a thing distracts me. Baldur's Gate 3 is not really that problem, but like Pal World is that problem. I'm not going to be able to enjoy it for a while. I'll give it some time. Um, this other survival game, the reason I'm so stoked about it is because everyone everyone got all busy with Pal World, and I'm like, yeah, the underdog. Let's go. Let's play that one. So, Although I don't you know. did bounce off of Baldur's Gate as well. No, I did, but I also started. Starfield. I started a new. I started a new. Yeah, Starfield did that. But I started a new run. I just then other games. I don't know. You know how games are. I mean, it's you have to be. It's a big arcade. There's a lot of machines. It's a lot of machines. I got to put my quarters in. And right now, I'm putting all my money in that uh, that Aloy machine. (laughs) It's working out pretty good. She is kind of my go-to at the moment. If you're putting in the hours, it's hard to really poo-poo people about their choices. That's that's true. Like we, you know. You want to say, like, I like this game. I like Liza P. It was 100 hours well spent. Uh, please play it. But to someone else, it's like, ooh. Yeah, know. it's a lot. It can seem overwhelming. Uh, there's other things to play. So. Exactly. Here's a voicemail that we got at that same number, by the way, 801-471-0462. And it is about that question, how do you ask a question thing again? This won't die. Everybody wants to keep getting into this whole... It's because I'm onto something. That's all. You might be <laughs> onto something. I don't know. This is almost a... A bigger deal than... (laughs) (laughs) No way to patch the hole. The ship's sinking. Well, let's hear what he has to say. Here you go. Hey, core crew. I got to (laughs) add my call to the mix about the asking stuff. Uh, You can ask someone their opinion. You can ask someone for advice. Asking isn't just about questions. So stop saying that, Bob. Love you guys. (laughs) So... (laughs) So he's saying you can ask about any of that stuff, just not can I ask you a question is that what he's saying so i can ask for your opinion yeah i can ask for your (laughs) hand in marriage yeah i can ask for a dollar can i have a dollar yes but that that was never the problem right no that's okay that ask then it's like oh that's that word but why am i asking a question in the tail end here where he yells at you you do nothing but ask with the question let me hear this bit one more time their opinion you can ask someone for advice asking isn't just about questions so stop saying that, Bob. Love you guys. He, he <laughs> might have said that. that. <laughs> I, 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 I might have said, you know, that, but, you know, I fully acknowledge what you're saying. Yes, ask for a hand in marriage. Ask for an opinion. Right. Ask to pass the salt. Right. Um, but this all started with asking a question, because, like, what else would you, why do you, like, what else do you do with the question? You always ask it. it. By default, questions are asked. You never state a question. You could repeat a question, I suppose. Yeah, you can also answer a question with another question. 
right? You can answer a question. Yeah. Because you could say, "Did you do you like infinite wealth?" And I could say, "Do you like infinite wealth?" <laughs> I mean, we we could go back and forth like that. I don't well, know. You that might this- say, "Can I ask you if you like infinite wealth?" Oh, that's not bad. Can so I ask I you this question? That's different than ask you a question. It's still weird because I'm asking, like, can I ask, <laughs> did you like infinite wealth? But I haven't asked yet, technically. No. I'm asking if I have permission. You're getting consent. Yeah. you the question. Right. John's shaking his head. There's no way that this solves it. Does it? <laughs> be- that's because if my dinner ends up cold because of this, I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> Well, let's just say I got nothing more excellent of excellence to contribute. Oh, so. good. Well, then uh, we'll move on from this. Uh, real, real quick reminder: talk to the core at gmail dot com is the email address. The phone number to send texts and or voicemails to eight zero one four seven one zero four six two. Before we get out of here, I want to thank some brand new patrons. Got quite the list this week. Patreon dot com slash core show. We got pasta Matt or pasta if you're down here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but it's funny. Yeah, I want to know Matt. where he got the, his nickname from. I don't either, but I, did you notice I did the Canadian way? Pasta Matt? Did you notice yeah, that? Pasta. Yeah. It's pasta. It's not just, it's not just Canada. It's, it's Europe What's as well. It's, it's everywhere but my house, apparently. Actung also signed up. A guy named Michael. Robert Baybox Hayes. Uh, Rob B. Jersula Brown. In all caps. That's a scary one. Uh, well, that's le- how you know they're serious. They're I guess so. Level dupe, dupin boob. Jerlisa, Jerlisa. Leveled no, up Jer- noob. Oh, leveled up noob. Yeah, sorry, that's a weird one. The way it's there. Scott Taylor. Uh, that's two people in my house. Uh, my daughter Taylor and mm-hmm. me. Kevin Moon and Doom Pudding. <laughs> and, oh, I get. And uh, let's see, Dave Ebenhaka. Ebenhaka. Ebenoka. Ebenoka. Something like that. You guys are awesome. Look at this great new list of people. And the reason they're here, well, they heard they'd get no commercials. And that's true. You won't. You'll never get them. You'll get pre-show and post-show content. You also get uh, monthly cool stuff like art in the mail. I got uh, video game related art going out uh, tomorrow. In fa- no, uh, Monday, in fact. It's all very exciting stuff. If you want to be a part of it and help support your favorite show and literally keep it on the air, you guys, we require your assistance. Every day, regard. Scott comes to us and says, can we cancel core? And I say, do we still have patrons? And he goes, like, yeah. And I said, we can't. Yeah, it. we can't. In fact, I like, say, I want to cancel it so bad, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. <laughs> hey, I hate this show. Yeah. I hate hearing about asking questions and yeah. Yeah. lake runs and, and being told how to run his uh, music at the top of the show. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Just yeah. Anime it. intros and all that. Just hate I it. I don't want to be condescended on my own network, and, and, and he said to be, us. Being mm-hmm. made every day, being told to play uh, games he doesn't want to play, like, Exactly. Stupid Liza P. Yeah. And yeah, it's a nightmare. So if you've ever heard me say that core is the thing I look to forward the most during the week, I was lying. <laughs> it's all these other yeah. things. These are He's all trying truths. to cancel it, but he won't because of you. No. That's his PR team. No, I think I got to go do something uh, creepy to get canceled. That's the only way this all ends. So. You're good. You and it's just not in me. So, yeah, it's going to be this show is going to last forever. Anyway, uh, please sign up today. Patreon.com slash uh core show uh that yeah. is it i for just us. want to say too uh, yeah i'm sorry just on that note uh, i send you the server information for pal world that's oh yeah yeah, yeah. You'll yeah. Get, uh, i will do that tonight uh, if PAL you're world on server. if you're on the patreon i'll put it there i'll also stick it oh. in the um wait what oh sorry one i'll let you finish your sentence <laughs> no, no you're good i just have your music going in the background do you hear it sweet sick yeah, yeah it is sick 
What were you going to say? You were going to say something. No, I was going to say also I posted the December and January patrons. So now you have your December episode, so go check it out in your January episode. I know oh. you posted both yet, but I did both. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, right. Yeah, we haven't posted the second one yet, but we will be on okay. Monday. I just want to give it some space so that, yeah. uh, you know. Just we've been asked about it and all that stuff, and Scott's been saying, like, you can turn in your homework, like, every week for three weeks. <laughs> and then <laughs> so he ended up there. Yeah, and then he sent me all his homework at once. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, I had a very busy week this week. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. I look forward to that. Uh, that is it. Frogpants.com slash core for everything else. And I think the only thing left, really, is to pass it to Grandma and let her make some sort of uh, summation of what we played. So, Grandma, take it away. You all are wondering what the boys played this week. I'm here to tell you because you clearly forgot it over the course of this 18-hour show. I don't know why Grandma's sounding vaguely piratey again. A little yeah. sick. Yeah. Slow Grandma Pirate. Yeah. And they played the-, the Sea of Thieves. Yar! <laughs> they were setting sail on the Sea of Thieves. Uh, yeah. They played Pal World, all of them. They played Sea of Thieves, all of them. They played Yakuza Infinite Wealth, two of them. Yeah. Scott played Forbidden West. That's Horizon. Forbidden West. He yeah. left it off there, but I... You knew. Remembered. Yeah, Grandma knows. Timberborn. That's the game with beavers. Kill the crows. That's the game with crows. Shapes with a Z2 demo. That's the demo with the shapes with the Z. John played Yakuza Like a Dragon and Like a Dragon Guy Den, the man who erased his name. The naming conventions are weird, but just, you know, look it up. <laughs> he also played Home Safety Hotline. That's the call center video game and... Uh, because apparently we're doing this now. He talked about a game he would play again in WWE 2K23 <laughs> and 2K24. Yeah. Bo pimped his own thing by talking about Order and Defiance, a tabletop D&D RPG. For those of you who like the the fantastic There Will Be Dungeons, you might get that itch scratched over there. Yeah. He put it on the YouTube. <laughs> He also played Enshrouded, another survival game. Yeah, we're lousy with them, it turns out. They're everywhere. That's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with more. We'll see you then. Get more at frogpants.com.